Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the ninth place finisher of Nexus Park, Jordan, about the merge and idols and touchy subjects. This is part two. So, we are down to 12 people, uh, and now it's a, I believe, 7-5 advantage for Euphoria at this point, uh, as we enter the last pre-merge challenge. Um, exciting. And I believe um, some amount of people know that that's the case, uh, I think. Um, didn't... Maddie question mark because there was an advantage in um yes the last challenge yes that if you landed on it you got it but I didn't land on it because somebody knocked me off which is rude <laughs> yes I think Maddie knocked me off because mm-hmm. you know yeah Matt, um Maddie... I want to say Maddie and SMM got it question mark yes that is correct okay uh so uh as it as it seems to kind of always be the case when like we give individuals the information of like when the merge is or how many people are going to be at the end like it takes no time at all for that information to be disseminated throughout the entire cast um which i mean it's honestly it's normal i feel like if you think about it that's information that a is going to help you make a decision if your tribe goes to tribal but b like that's not information that's going to hurt you and if you think about it the easiest way to build relationships and alliances and get close to people is give them information and if it's information you can know like it'd be one thing if it's like oh saying it's like a final this or this is some hint for a challenge it's just letting you know what merges so realistically it's not super surprising that it doesn't take long to get out because i feel like everybody knew right i mean eventually yeah yeah i don't think the only person you maybe question mark didn't know is nay and that's because i don't know who would have told me? I don't think I told me. And probably, yeah. And I think after the last uh, tribal, there was a little bit of weariness, weariness, whatever the word is about Nay. So <laughs> because Nay voted with me and Taylor, right for Darcy, right. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. Did we talk about the fallout of that? vote um kind of i mean honestly like i pretty i'm pretty sure i said last time we recorded there wasn't really a ton of fallout for me um i think spen was a little suspicious of me after that but i feel like with darcy and with bird all i had to say was i really like taylor um because both of them are very heart first players or at least they were at that point in the game um Mm-hmm. So really, I think if I had tried to go with some strategic reason of, oh, I thought Darcy was a big threat, blah, 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 I think they wouldn't have believed me. Um, and I don't think it would have set me up well at all if I had tried to play it from a strategic decision, because I think both of them recognized that that decision was not based on strategy. It was not based on, oh, I don't like Darcy because I like Darcy. That was a very difficult vote for me. Um, it just happened that I really liked Taylor. Um, And I think in a sense, that's probably why if you compare the 
fallout that Nay had. Um, I think for Nay, Nay didn't have the emotional connection to either Bird or Darcy. That could sort of sway the, okay, do we still trust Nay? Do we still trust Jordan? Argument into trusting Nay over trusting me. Because realistically, if Euphoria was to go to a tribal, they're not going to vote anyone who voted for Taylor. Um, because why would you, especially with the information that the merge is coming? Um, it would be silly to vote someone who had just voted very loyally with them. Because both, like I said, Bird and Darcy are very heart-first strategy. Still important, but not as important as like feelings. Mm-hmm. um sort of people so i think for them it's like okay which, which way do we go do we go with the person who honestly probably voted with taylor because she liked taylor better aka nay or the person who you know what jordan just this person really just had like an emotional connection with taylor and didn't want to betray their friend like i think if you look at it from that perspective it's really easy at least for me and especially in like retrospect to understand okay why was i able to get very little fallback from it like i think spen was the only person who really was like okay i don't like that you did that but even then we just didn't talk for like a day and then we talked and then it was fine (laughs) yeah so but like honestly that was pretty on par for me and spen just because spen likes to take naps which is good (laughs) um but also spen was just sort of like a very casual person like you didn't have to talk to spen every single day to have a good relationship with spen Right. Um, I understand that there probably were people who talked to him every single day. I was not one of those people because I don't think I really talked to anybody every single day except for like Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Maddie, at, Maddie at, on some level because like Maddie and I were close, but um, I don't know. The Maddie situation is weird because like I like to run around saying that Maddie was my number one. I don't know why I was saying that, because Maddie was not my number one. I don't think there was any point in the game in which Maddie was my number one, except for maybe, like, the very end. Um, But that was more of somebody else was no longer my number one, so I needed to find a new one. Um, But yeah, because even, like, the round before, which I think was probably my first time, like, drifting away from Bird, I didn't necessarily drift to Maddie. I drifted, which I could have drifted to Maddie at any given point in the game, and I think... Bird probably would have loved me just as much. Um, but instead of drifting to Maddie, I drifted to Taylor. And I was very close to Taylor. So, yeah, like I said, I don't... Unless, like, I completely missed through my skimming of vanity searching my name in DMs, I don't really think I get any fallout. Maybe I did. Did I? I don't... I think that's a correct assessment. Um, I think the proximity to the merge... And coupled with, um, uh, as you kind of explained, like an easier uh, target in Nay in the what's going to end up being the last uh, pre-merge vote helps kind of push aside any potential like uh, fallout from this vote for you. Um, like obviously, I mean... like if Nay hadn't been there or hadn't been against like hadn't voted on your side it might have gone a little bit differently um yeah, but i don't even know because again like i said darcy is very much like darcy loves her people like if you try and vote for her people she is very protective of them and if you think about it even before that vote nay had already voted against darcy and darcy's people yes because darcy had voted for spend 
So, and which did get brought up multiple times throughout the pre-March. So I think it was, okay, Jordan had been loyal to us up until this point when Jordan made an emotional decision. And I think for them, it's a lot, or at least like from my perspective and like thinking about it, it's a lot easier to forgive an emotional decision that was theoretically made in the spur of the moment, which it wasn't like, it wasn't like an instantaneous decision. It was something I definitely like, it was a conscious decision. Okay. Who can I handle voting for Darcy or Taylor? I couldn't handle voting for Taylor. And I knew voting for Darcy, like it wasn't an easy thing, but it was going to be okay if I did. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it was a lot easier to sort of, excuse my little deviation from the little tight group because I was really part of the group where I don't know necessarily that Nay ever was. No, I don't think she was. And I think, I know it was mentioned a bit in the lounge because the lounge really liked Nay. Yes, they did. And from like an outsider perspective, I can completely understand why people like Nay. Because Nay is funny. Like if you look at all of the random things that probably pissed us off about Nay... In game, those things are so funny when you're not with like the freaking umbrella thing. Like that's so funny. Like now it's hilarious. At that time, it was like the most irritating thing in the world, which I guess brings up an interesting question of think about all of the quote unquote entertaining characters that you see in actual Survivor. Um, how funny they are, and how much all oh, these little quirky things they do are so like hilarious like and you love them as a character do the people who are playing with them love them probably not like i, I don't want to say like, i don't want to say 100 percent like no but like if you think about it it's probably a lot easier to find those little random quirks more lovable and endearing when you're not the person playing with them because like from an outsider perspective like reading through nay stuff nay's hilarious <laughs> yeah i i don't want to make this comparison as by saying that like Nay is like Carolyn, who's playing the current season of Survivor, but I think like the sort of the the idea that you're getting across where Carolyn is a much better like pers like character on TV than she probably is like a player as to a, be on the island player. with, yeah, uh, is and it has to be true across the board because like I remember playing and like I just didn't connect with Nay at all. Yeah. And it like and it wasn't necessarily for lack of trying from either me or Nay because I think at different points in the pre-merge we did actually try to like connect with each other. Um I think it's interesting because there's just certain people that you meet and on paper you should you should connect with them like you should have something in common but Nay was just sort of like an entirely like different part of her life than a lot of the people on the cast. So I think it's hard because I don't want to say, oh, I don't, like, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Like, different people have different things in common. Like, um, Taylor and I, similar ages, um, very different life experiences, but we had a lot of, like, little things in common. Mm -hmm. um, Bird, definitely younger than me, but Bird and I had other little things in common. Bird and Darcy, not the same age, had different things in common. Um, Bird and Bramble, <laughs> Which I, that's not really a spoiler because they already had their little yeah thingy. Um, very different parts of life, but they had very they had a lot in common, so it was really easy for them to connect. And I think when you are trying to connect with someone, you either have to have one of those things in common or both. And unfortunately for like Nay, like Nay's hilarious, and I wish like in retrospect I had found something to connect with Nay because I feel like 
Nay would have been a nice little not emotional person to take into the merch. Um, but it's like, it was just so hard because on paper, like at that point in the game, I should have wanted to protect Nay, but I didn't just because they're like, it was easier to just sort of fall back in with the big majority mm-hmm. than it was to stick my neck out to save Nay, which also I think low-key selfishly it was like in my head, okay, they can only forgive one of us. I'd rather them forgive me than her because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to go home because I've never made a merge at this point. So right. that was like the next goal on my list was to make merge. Um, so it definitely was like an interesting situation to navigate mm-hmm. because on paper, I think Nay at that point thought okay jordan likes taylor i like taylor we're gonna be a duo like we're gonna connect we're gonna be there for each other and i don't think that ever really like was a possibility in my head yeah no i don't think that was ever something that felt like it was happening in the moment like for me i was willing to risk things with bird and darcy for taylor because i love taylor so much because i had really like Taylor, um, see, I know sort of it's, I don't remember 100% if I talked about this last time, but um, (laughs) Taylor and I, one of the biggest things that we connected over was the fact that, like, we both played orgs, um, and we both sort of, like, bonded over the fact that, like, we had never necessarily been someone's number one. Mm -hmm. And Taylor was the first person I had played with that had made me feel like the number one and actually believed them. Um, so for that, like that reason, like that emotional reason for me is, okay, this is someone who I think could be my number one. I think this person could prioritize me and I think I would want to prioritize this person. Um, so this would be a good person if I'm going to jump off of the bird ship, which not a terrible idea, but if I'm going to jump off the bird ship, I'm going to make it worth it because I really like bird. Right. And I think in my head. Taylor had been worth it because Taylor had all of those things. Like Taylor had the sort of person I could talk to. I could be myself with because it's really difficult to be yourself in orgs. Like really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you think about it, if you're too much of yourself and somebody doesn't like it, A, it hurts. Like it really hurts. Um, But B, if someone doesn't like it, they can just vote you out. Or if some somebody finds something they like better they can go with that option and then you sort of just get left and i think taylor was probably one of the first people i'd met in an org that i felt safe with um and i didn't feel like i had to compete because competing is gross you don't want to compete for (laughs) people's attention no you don't um which why didn't i listen to that concept but you know (laughs) um but yeah that was like that was probably like the biggest thing that Taylor and I talked to was talked about was because I'd never talked about that with anybody. Um, I was just coming out of an org where I had been somebody's clear number two and they were my number one from day one. Um, and like, that was a really hard thing because it's really hard when you're playing an entire org and you realize you're number two. And, um, that was something Taylor and I had talked about a lot. So it was like, had Nay had any of that, I think this vote, I don't think I would have necessarily been able to flip the vote off her. Um, but I think I would have at least, like, contemplated it. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, I think the mindset that most of Euphoria had, I don't want to speak for everybody, I think the mindset most of Euphoria had 
was we were sort of looking at this the same way we had looked at the Lord Shamrock vote, even like before the challenge. Um, if we went to the challenge and we won, okay, Nate stays. If we went to the challenge and we lose, okay, Nate goes. Um, mm-hmm. At least from like what I was being told, there wasn't ever going to be any question about it because there was nobody else who really any. I don't want to say deserved to go because I don't think they deserved to go either. Um, right. But I don't think there was anyone else who was necessarily an easy vote because I think either Darcy wanted to keep one person, one person or bird wanted to keep people. Um, so I think it didn't really matter what happened with the challenge <laughs> um, that it was going to be a fairly obvious vote either way. No, that uh, all checks out. Um, so the challenge in question is the swinging ship, which is really just uh, competitive counting. Uh, um, we had, so five people on Mirth, we had it split up as two pairs and a single person. And you're essentially competing to outcount your opponent in every round so uh your score for each round was the highest number you was the last number you sent that wasn't an error uh in the channel and if you hit an error you had to restart so you're counting by ones and if you get to like 25 and you mess up you go back and you start over and whatever number you end up you end up getting to is your number whatever number your opponent gets to is their number and the difference between those gives you points if you have more yeah uh and you had to get to 360 and so at certain checkpoints the margins would grow because you'd stop counting by ones and start counting by twos or start counting by threes um steph and waxler were the 1v1 matchup they went first uh it was uh, both of the two the two matchups that actually transpired uh were very close um waxler uh started out with a pretty big lead and then Steph started to like claw back, claw her way back into the game. And then when they jumped to two point increments, um, Waxler had a very costly error at the very end of the round that gave Steph 180 points in one shot. Um, the next, yeah, just as you do, uh, (laughs) the next two rounds, um are both counting by threes and the total margin between the two of them is three points (laughs) um and then waxler uh is able to finally get the win in round 10 with a very costly mistake from steph toward the end of the round round 10 that sounds like so much fun you know it was uh and then we get to the more uh exciting version which is a pair in each side and in this case you have to count on alternating numbers with your partner so now you not only have to be able to count but you have to be able to count in the proper sequence and uh, not jump the gun or anything like that Uh, and so in this second matchup we had darcy and spenjamin against bramble cat and choco beans and this was uh, a really fun one i thought i thought because um euphoria was definitely faster in every round they were faster um yeah but they made mistakes and that was the problem 
they won the first five rounds and were winning by a score of like 267 to nothing. And then when we started counting by threes, uh, they gave up like so many points. They gave up 318 points in the seventh round. You know? Uh, which, and so the reason for that is because when you, you know, if you're counting up to those really insanely high numbers uh, and you make a mistake, like you're obviously not going to catch up. You're obviously going to lose a lot of points. And yeah. Spencerman had the approach of well if that happens which it does it's going to end up happening twice instead of trying to count and like salvage the situation uh he goes for the try to mess up the other team um plan oh no did not work uh in in round seven and so all those points go to mirth uh round eight without any errors euphoria wins that one and then round nine once again uh, errors committed on the euphoria side unable to recover unable to get mirth to make a mistake and that was all they needed um those two really big rounds and mirth wins the match mirth wins the entire challenge and we don't even have to go to the last pairing matchup which would have been bird and maddie versus court and smm uh with you and nay uh the two people who were on the wrong side of the vote sitting out of the challenge you know, as you do. I guess I was just really confident that I wasn't going home. I don't know why she sat out. I'm sure it wasn't. It was. I'm sure it had something to do with availability and things yeah. like that. I but, guess for me, like my question, looking at those matchups, because I pulled it up on key events. Mm-hmm. Why did we not have like Bird go first? I don't know. <laughs> um, like. Bird was clearly better at 99% of things than most of the people. Uh, so Bird said, so let's see, in the actual challenge channel, I let everyone talk so that they could schedule things. Bird said they were going to be free after 8 o'clock or so. Um, oh, Nay's so like talking in the channel about as if she's going to be playing um, <laughs> at the start. Uh, Steph and Waxler are both available in the immediate future, in the immediate near future. So uh, Bird suggests that they go immediately. And so they do. Um, And then, yeah, I guess just like everybody trying to set up scheduling stuff. And uh, basically the gist I'm getting is this is Bird's fault. It sounds like it. Like Um, Bird is just the bad scheduler. Like Firebird (laughs) from scheduling. Who let them do it? I I don't know that anyone let them. I think they just took that uh, opportunity for themselves. It was sabotage. Clearly, clearly Bird (laughs) was not scared of Taylor's revenge tour. Uh, for, For me, it's like weird if you think about it. Like when you go to a challenge and... Or when you go to a tribal and you get massively called out for being a threat, like wouldn't you want to like hide? I would want to hide. I would yeah. not talk to myself. And I feel like Bird did not do that. Bird was just like, "Oh, I'm a threat. Let's go." Well, I mean, like as we're gonna see um, in this season when we get to su- touchy subjects, like it was not a secret, <laughs> and it clearly had not been a secret for anyone for a long time. Which again is just uh, mind-boggling. But. You know, decisions get made. Yeah. But yeah, like 
honestly, I'm not good at counting, so I'm just going to show that, like, I can count, like, one, two, three, four, five, like, baby numbers, good but job. big counting, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't know that I would have chose uh, Spenjamin's approach, though, because I feel like that only works, like, if it's, like, in person or, like, if you're on a VC, like, bet I'll try and distract you. It's tough because, like, when you're in those by counting by threes rounds, like, you're expecting each team, if they go mistake-free, to get to about 300. And yeah. if you're, you know, <laughs> at that point in the game where they were, like, Mirth only had 12 points. So if you can mitigate the damage to less than 180, uh, you can save yourself. A se- you could have saved yourself both of those rounds. Yeah. I don't know if they had the time to get to that point, to be honest. So if you don't think you can get that high enough to like cut the nut deficit in half, then maybe it makes sense to try to get them to mess up. But obviously it did not work in this instance. Um and you're all, it's also not a strategy that I don't I don't think they were planning on it going into the challenge <laughs> to like know what to do or how to handle it. So you're just Yeah. Kind of just hoping that it makes them make a mistake. I feel uh, like Bramble and Chaco are not the ones to do that with though. No, I would agree. Because they are like composed ones. <laughs> like yes. I don't know who's the pe- people to try that with. Maybe SMM. I feel like SMI would be funny to do that too. But like Yeah, I would agree. Those two I would probably not think heckling would work. I was like, cause yeah, I don't think that would work. But it's an approach, I guess. Yeah. Uh so Mirth wins. Uh they're gonna get to the merge with five people. You have seven people, you're gonna have to vote one out before you get to the merge. Um, in between the challenge and tribal council, uh, SM's going to establish his neural link with Darcy. And Bird is going to find the uh, spyglasses um, advantage uh, in the subchannels, which lets them peek in on a channel that they don't have access to for an hour uh, that will get used later on and be worth very little, <laughs> unfortunately. But... The potential is yeah. definitely there. Um, I feel like you would just have to have the right timing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a difficult thing to know, but obviously we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so we kind of talked about this already, but nay is kind of the easy consensus vote. Um, and then... I think what's confusing for me is like, maybe this, like, I'm not going to say like, I've never done manipulative things in an org because, you know, I have. Um, I'm, like, confused as to why Nay thought I was voting with her. To what extent, I guess? Like, I felt like Nay came to me, because I obviously haven't reread our DMs in a hot minute, but I feel like Nay sort of was operating under this idea that I was going to vote with her because we had both voted with Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. And meaning we only had to, like, flip one or two people and then she could stay, right? Because there's seven of us. So we would just need a vote of four. Yes. Which, not going to happen. But um, I guess for me, it was like, Nay and I had never really had, like, that close of a bond to begin with, which I kind of got into a little bit earlier. 
So it was like, okay, why does Nay think I potentially am voting with her? Is it just Nay wanting to sort of give herself hope in that situation? Or did Nay actually think that? I kind of feel like it's the former. Um, I think the scenario of the two of you having voted uh, for Darcy in the previous round puts you potentially, like, you know, in, in some scenarios could have just been like okay well we're a pair now obviously that wasn't the case but i think it can be easy to if you're not being overly careful or you know very I don't know, scrutinizing like the players around you it can be easy to like okay well i'm gonna start with that assumption and build off of that um which i i don't know if that's really what happened either because i think um Nay. I just think it was so obvious at that point, like that I was very close to Bert. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think I was hiding it because I've never been good at hiding who I'm close <laughs> to in an org. Um, still not actually, but I don't think it was ever a secret to anybody. If it was, props to me for being better than I thought I was. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess for me it was like if you think about it, you look at how much we actually talk. If I barely talked to you before we voted together, and I'm still barely talking to you now, I guess it's like, why would you? And I know, like, the lounge was very critical of the fact that I was, I probably was not the nicest about it when I talked about it. But I guess to me, it was just like, it seemed like a crazy idea that someone would just think like, oh, just because we voted for the same person. Like, it wasn't even like Nay and I really talked about voting for Darcy together. Yeah. Like, Nay talked to Taylor. I talked to Taylor. From what I recall, there was really not any, like, deep, deep, deep conversations about it with me and Nay. So it was like there wasn't really any bond, and there had never really been any bond before that. So it was just, like, confusing as to where this, like, supposed relationship Nay and I had that Nay thought I was going to be loyal to was coming from. Because in my mind, that relationship didn't really ever exist. Maybe that's harsh. It's probably harsh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking at your DM with Nay, and I mean, there's stuff here, and obviously, like you're not going to just tell her that you're just it's not you, it's it's her, right? Like you're not you're not going to shut mean, her down anytime she says something. So yeah, uh, well, I just I just think it would have been like I don't know. I've never really been the person who wants to go tell someone they're going home. Sure. Um, like unless you have like that relationship with them um, where it's like okay this is someone who I really care about like this is someone who I don't want to blindside them like in that situation I'll tell you um, Nay especially like this was early in my art career I had really been to what four tribals at this point mm-hmm. ever um, so I I don't know. Like, there's some people who can pull off telling someone that they're not super close with, like, oh, I'm voting for you. Perhaps those people, I can't do it. I still can't do it. I still don't like telling people I'm voting for them. Um, I do it recently, and it was rough because it wasn't really necessarily a vote I wanted to do. Whereas I think the NAVO, I, I was fine with doing it. Um, but I also think I was fine with doing it because if they're not going to vote NAVO, who are they going to vote? <laughs> right. Um, because I think 
both Bird and Darcy liked Steph. Bird liked Maddie. And Darcy liked Spen. So it's like, okay, who's left? <laughs> Me and Nay. And it's like, I'm not going to push a vote off of Nay and get myself sent home. No. Especially because, like, there are some people in an org. I'm down to die for that person in an org. I think I was willing to die for Taylor. I don't think there was any part of me that was willing to die for Nay. And that's not necessarily Nay's fault. I don't necessarily think it's my fault either. I think it's just you... In orgs, you either connect with someone or you don't. Mm -hmm. And that connection will make you do things. (laughs) And then if you don't have that connection, like, there's no incentive. Like, if you're going to go downfighting in a pre-merge vote, you're going to make it for something that's worth it. I don't necessarily think that my relationship with Nay would have been worth it. I mean, the lounge might have liked me more, but (laughs) (laughs) aside from that, I don't really think there would have been. Like, I don't know. I do think in retrospect, I wish I would have been nicer because I think sometimes I'm trying to think of a way to put it. I think sometimes when you're around people who are acting a certain way or who, if you say something, don't necessarily stop you. Because I think the way... I can't remember who all the lounge was mad was talking about Nay, the way we were talking. I know it was me. I'm pretty sure it was Bird. Question mark, was it Darcy? I don't really remember. Um, But I think in retrospect, I wish that we would have held each other more accountable because I think sometimes you... Whether you start it or someone else starts it um i wish that we would have sort of like been like you know what nay's if nay goes home nay in theory is going to be able to read this <laughs> maybe we should be a little nicer because nay like nay didn't necessarily do anything wrong like nay's only quote-unquote crime was not connecting with us and that's not something nay can control like you either connect with someone or you don't and she just didn't Right. And I don't think that's her fault. I don't actually think it's our fault that she didn't either, but I think we could have handled that situation a lot better and been a lot kinder. And I don't want to say that sort of like set the tone for the merge, but I think in some ways it did. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I think, because if you think about it, I'm trying to think of what the like non gendered term for mean girls is. Mean. People. <laughs> mean. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think, well, if you think about it, like, if you're going to be sitting in your DM channel, talking shit, um, being mean people, and, like, you sort of, like, feed off of each other, and, like, encourage that from each other, and you don't, like, it gets you, you get comfortable with it. Like, there are certain people, like, honestly, Ryan, I probably would be a lot nicer in front of you than I would other people, just because I'm like, oh, I don't want to disappoint Ryan, I've already done that once. Um, But it's like... I would act differently in front of you because you're not someone who like I've been okay. I don't want to say that because I have been a psychotic person in front of you. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, I just think like if I were to meet someone right now, I would probably act very differently in terms of like that aspect than I would in front of someone else. Of course. Um, And I think the more me bird, Maddie, Darcy, all of us started having that sort of mean person behavior and feeding off of each other and make being like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, 
haha, like, it's okay to say those sort of things. I think it sort of made all of us think that it was okay in a way that it, ne- it wasn't necessarily okay. And I think that sort of sets the stage for not thinking people are people first. Like, I think Nay was the first vote that it was, like, not personal, but we made it personal because of how we talked about it. Right. And I feel like once you cross that line of making things personal, how do you cross back? It's not easy. It really is. Like, it's like you open the door, you open Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, are we going to close it? Probably not. And I don't think, I think that was the first sort of time in the game where we did exhibit some of those behaviors. And I don't know that we ever stopped. Like if you look at the parchments, Sven made a joke on his name parchment. Maddie, okay, song lyric, joke, I'm gonna call it a joke. Um, <laughs> a pun, if you will. Well, not a pun. Um, but yeah, like they did that on their parchments. I said, never promise I wouldn't write your name down, which was not the nice thing I could have written on the parchment. I don't write on parchments anymore, fun fact. Like I don't <laughs> like doing it. I, I was gonna ask, bring this up with you, um, especially when we get to uh, your, your own vote out, but like, <laughs> I don't, uh, how, I don't know, in, in so, terms of like games you've played after this, uh, and, and games you've hosted as well, but like, this seems to be a thing that happens a lot, depending yeah. on the type of player and the type of cast you're playing with, but there's definitely a line at, <laughs> at which point, like, what you put on your parchment crosses over from like oh i just put like an image of like what your name is or somebody who looks like your name or a song lyric that includes your name or whatever the case may be yeah and then there's like you know the never promised i wouldn't write your name down which isn't i wouldn't say it's like cruel but it's it's a little bit over that line of not being nice anymore um i will say this was the first and only org i've written things on okay um and a lot of it is because of things that we'll get to later um i don't know i've hosted a lot more than i've played now um i would have to say this and um probably tcdc2 were the two where i felt like things went a little too far um You think about it in the moment. You think, okay, this is funny. Like, saying, never promise I wouldn't write your name down. Like, ah, that's funny. Um, Watch me whip, watch me nae Like, that's funny. Mm -hmm. But was it funny today? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really easy to make joke parchments, make meme parchments. um, And I think it's really easy to do that. But is it really easy to receive them? Um, I'm trying to think of another example. In Game Changers, the votes for a certain merge vote, there was a lot of will puns. Um, like, and I think when Will was going to vote Meg and Taylor, he had a song lyric from the song that Meg picked for him for Game Changers <laughs> on it. Um, like, it's a joke, and it's like, but, like, if you think about it, would she have thought that was funny? Or would she have taken that vote as 
oh, this is some sort of overextended revenge for a different season. And that probably would have hurt. Right. Um, which is why I'm glad he switched his vote to Bird. But anyways, <laughs> like, I just think it's interesting because when you think about it, like, you don't think in the moment, like, a song lyric with Nay's name in it, like, you don't think that's going to hurt. But it's like, okay, when you even, like, watching, like, looking at those votes, you sort of, if you think about it from, like, Nay's perspective, voting on someone is never easy. Like, it doesn't matter if you hate this person. doesn't matter if they're your least favorite person in the world. Like, I have cast votes for people I can't stand in my career. Um, and it's still not easy because you're still, like, yeah, these are fake survivor games, fake challenge orgs, fake whatever. Um, you're still voting someone out who probably wants to be here. Yeah. Like, you don't, even the people who are quote-unquote inactive, whatever, on some level, they probably still wanted to be here. They probably still had some level of excitement over playing, and you are effectively <clears throat> ending that person's dream of playing. And I think when you see votes that are not serious, that have song lyrics and stuff, you think, okay, did this person enjoy writing my name down? Did Nay deserve for people to enjoy writing her name down? Probably not. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Nay's only quote-unquote, let's call it a crime is one she voted with shamrock who didn't have anyone else in his corner and she stuck by someone she was loyal to there's nothing wrong with doing that like that is if you look at all of the possible reasons someone could have to vote someone those are two pretty stand-up reasons so why did nay get so much flack <laughs> from euphoria so i don't know i kind of I wish that we hadn't done that. I wish that we had just submitted some boring nay parchments. Actually, no. I wish we had made cute nay parchments. I feel like everybody <laughs> deserves cute votes. And if you just have like the basic like vote with that person's name on it, like that's kind of boring. <laughs> there's there's always just as there's like you can go that direction and it can be a joke that doesn't go over well or something like that there's there's the entire other spectrum you can go in um that i think maybe not always get exactly the desired result but has a much better chance of of coming across yeah like i think i'm trying to think when i voted out bird and noir i put frogs on the parchment it was frog friday So I was like, what do you want on your parchment? And they said frogs. And I was like, okay, bet. Let's go put some frogs on there. So I found like a bunch of cute little frogs and put them on their parchment. <laughs> because I think like, there's a way to like make a parchment. Like obviously seeing your name on a parchment unless you're getting it to win is never going to feel good. Um, but there's a way to sort of make someone feel a little better. And I think petty parchments don't do that. Cute parchments usually do. Because it's like, okay, maybe this person, yeah, this person's voting me out, but they still took the time to, like, make a cute parchment for me. They didn't just submit some boring little thing with handwriting on it. Mm -hmm. Just my two cents. Yeah, I think you always want, and I think, you know, especially more so when it's you who gets voted out, I think you want to you wanna feel like the people who put your name down cared about the decision they made. In a, in, yeah. a, in a way that isn't just like, oh man, I was really excited to, to finally get to use my nay pun. 
been waiting all season for that one. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's. So I just think, I don't know. I think we could have definitely shown Nay a little bit more respect on the way out with those parchments and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Which I think sort of like, obviously Nay came back to play a future season, but I don't think, I don't think Nay talks to any of us anymore. No. I mean, she doesn't really talk to anybody that I'm aware of. Um, like, I know Taylor told me that he played an orc with her after Alliance. Um, but yeah, like, if you think about it, when you think about the people who stick around in the server, do you think about it from the perspective of, oh, this person just has, like, bigger, better things to do? But, like, Nay came back and played a season, but Nay still does not talk in the server. Mm-hmm. And is it because, okay, we did not make Nay feel welcome? No. I don't know. I don't... I I think there's definitely a portion of it that is, you know, you have kids and you're busy and all that kind of thing. And I know that that has... I recorded uh, the episode with her. I know how busy she is. (laughs) Because that was not a long episode. And uh, her kids were in the background for about half of it. So I get that. Um and I mean, I think, uh, however, whatever, whichever way she felt about, uh, the way she was voted out in Nexus Park or, or how it ended up going in Academy, you know, she does come away with a ton of support from the lounge this season, uh, winning, you know, funniest player at the end of it. Um, so I would say that that doesn't discount, you know, how you might feel about the players, but it certainly provides a some context for a lot of people uh, enjoyed watching her play and getting to know her and probably would have liked to get her to know her better. And I think if there was, if there was any hesitation in her to come back because of what happened in the game, uh, I assume that that was over come by the reaction she got when she was out of the game from the viewers question mark not sure i doubt she'll listen to this but if she does love to know um yeah although i guess uh in like two years when i'm doing the academy podcasts i can ask her more about those things if she agrees to do that so uh yeah i don't know it's i think you bring up a good point about um there might be more to how to somebody staying around the community or or not in terms of how they're treated within the game as much as it is how they're treated outside of the game um even if uh you know the pe- you know the people playing any given season of alliance are usually like 50-50 between people who've never been in an alliance server before the season and people who have been there for a couple of seasons already or at least are familiar enough that like the lounge is like rooting for them before they ma- the game even starts and so yeah. you never know as a player necessarily like whether or not these people who are on your side or who might be working against you in the game are prominent members of this particular org's community so um you just kind of you can you can I'm sure there are people who assume it is one way or assume it is the other way and may or may not have been right in that moment. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Or, you know, same thing when you if you see them in other orgs, uh, people who you know watched you play Alliance and you see them, you get to play with them in Red Pandorg or Yester Orgs or Gunk Fiverr or wherever it is. Um, terrifying experience. <laughs> Literally terrifying, just saying. Trauma, traumatic. <laughs> I've had to rehash Nexus Park in so many freaking orgs, Ryan. I'm literally just gonna put in my bio. I played Texas Park. I promise I'm not psychotic. Please be your friend. Thank you. Because <laughs> I have had to rehash that in every single RPO season I've played. I had alliance people in all three of them. Because <laughs> I had bread in the first one. I had RDT in the second one and bird, but like I didn't have to talk to bird. Um, and then I had napalm, RDT. And Meg, all in one season. <laughs> Good thing they didn't cast Bird. That would be too much. <sighs> so, um, Nay is sent out of the game in 12th place and becomes the last pre-juror of the season. And we're down to 11. And it's time for a merge feast. Woo. Did anything happen at this merge feast? Uh, you determined your merge name, obviously. Um, how do we feel about you, Murthia? That's a terrible name. No? No? Thumbs no, down on you, Murthia? I, I just... Why did we name it that? I believe Choco Beans was the first person to propose it. Or maybe not. Uh, maybe it I'm was trying Spenjamin. to find it. Might have been Spenjamin. Um, Spenjamin suggested it. Okay. Uh, yeah so not a fan yeah I don't know it's just there's some names that are cute and then there's Eumorthia what I don't I, know what name we should have named ourselves though I guess like uh, I don't know in, in any org where you're able to actually pick the merged tribe name are you looking to make a portmanteau of the names of the previous tribes are you looking to just some find something that fits the theme of the season um um i'm trying to think i usually i usually view um picking the name as a social move mm -hmm. because i don't at the end of the day like i don't really care about the name it's the name um but i want to make people think i care about their opinions so, like, if somebody has a name and I like them, I'm going to go with the name. Um, like, naming our tribe in RPO, Juma Juma. Did I really care about naming our tribe after Zom? No. <laughs> I didn't care. But, like, Will wanted to name our tribe Juma Juma, so I said, okay, bet. I love Will. Let's go. Um, and I think, for me, I sort of knew at that point, like, that Sven was still a little not the biggest fan of me because of me voting for Darcy. Yeah. Me and Sven and Darcy were very close. So it was like, okay, not my favorite name, but like it was better than the other names being thrown out. <laughs> so, okay. I'll just like support this because I want Sven to think that I care about his opinions. So I said I was good with you, Marthia. I also said I was good with the Megs. Yes. 
Those Which were the apparently two. was vetoed. <laughs> I don't know why we vetoed that. It was a great name. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the Megs or Eumerthia. Those were the two options, really. Would you have not let us name that? I would not have restricted you in any way, shape, or form unless it was uh, literally <laughs> offensive. <laughs> so we could have been the Megs, you're telling me. I mean... I don't know if Meg would have <laughs> tried to restrict you in that sense, but um, I was not going to. Zom, so, well, just saying you did, but you also didn't use. It wasn't Zom Zom. <laughs> it was Juma Juma. <laughs> Juma Juma to Zoom Zoom into Polly. Yeah, there's like three steps there <laughs> to get from Zom to Juma. So Juma. basically, what you're saying is to make it where it was okay, we just needed to. Add some translations. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, you might have been able to get away with the Megs. Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Robbed of having the cutest name ever. It's a shame. Could have been just the good vibes tribe. <laughs> so, uh, you're getting your first chance to meet and talk to Bramble and Choco Beans and Court and... SMM and Waxler from the Mirth tribe. What are the early impressions and vibes like? Um, so I really like the SMM. I think I'm realizing that I really just honestly find one person. I just really like them. And that's all I need <laughs> in life. Probably not the best approach to orgs, but you know, that was the approach of Jordan and Alliance. Um, but yeah, I met SMM and I honestly just really liked him. He's someone who is very easy to talk to, someone who's funny, and that was just an easy thing for me to get to know SMM and enjoy talking to him. And I want to say, at one point, SMM and I's DM channel had a record. I don't remember, or was like close to having a record. We were on the top list for the number of DMs in a day, I think. That sounds about right. Because I remember somebody leaked me that to me from VIP chat after the PC season was over. <laughs> that Even though no one, no one leaks things ever. Yeah, that sounds about right, too. <laughs> I want to say that was the other thing that really got leaked to me, though. Was uh... just that. They're like, oh, did you know that you had a record? Everyone else just, like, <laughs> alluded to things and wouldn't tell me, and then I would get mad. And I'm like, why are you, like, dangling the carrot and not telling me? But anyways. Um... Um, you're like, they should probably not dangle carrots. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like SMM and I talked a lot those like couple days. Yes. And I think, I don't know, the vibe that, like, I think it's really easy to, when you go into a merge with a majority to think, okay, I'm going to just stick with this majority and I'm not going to like deviate from it. And I think in my head, I sort of already knew that Bird had their connection with Bramble. So I was like, okay, if Bird can have a connection with somebody else in the other tribe, I can too, right? Like, that's fine. Um, so I really, if I could have had anything I wanted in life, um, I would have kept SMM a lot longer than he was kept because I just really liked him. Like, I think after Taylor went home, I sort of was looking for someone who could be like someone who I could just talk to. Who I could just be myself with, who wasn't Bird, mm -hmm. and I think SMM was the first person I met who was like that. And I think while 
Maddie and I had been close. It sort of felt, I don't want to say a surface level closeness, because I feel like that's not the way I want to word it. But it wasn't like some deep connection. It was like, okay, I might be Maddie's number one. Maddie is probably my number two. I really like Maddie, but it wasn't any deeper than that. Like whatever emotional thing that Bird and I had tapped into, Maddie and I never had. And I think SMM was the first person who, like, I could somewhat tap into that with. And I think that was just a really good thing to find. If only it had lasted. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um, uh, what about everybody else? Um. So Waxler, like, I really wanted to like Waxler. But, like, I don't know. There was just something about Waxler that was, like, sort of off. And that's probably, honestly, like, nothing about Waxler. Um, I think there are just some people who, I think I've said this a couple times, there are some people who you connect with and there's some people that you have to force it with. And I feel like Waxler in particular, I really had to force it. Mm -hmm. Um, Bramble, if I remember correctly, in that first initial time, like we talked a little bit, but I don't think we talked a ton. Um, Quartz, I want to say was biz question mark because I know Court and I didn't talk very much at first either and then who else is left who am I forgetting Choco Beans I don't think we talked much either <laughs> like I think there were people who it was like okay I like them and like if I give it more time like there's definitely people who like Court or Choco Beans or even Bramble who I think if I just had like more mutual time because I think also this is where when everyone else is three hours ahead of you and you get off work at seven and it's like 10 for them, it's really difficult to talk to them. Yes. Um, and like, yeah, I can talk to people on my lunch, but like on my lunch, I'm getting food. I'm dealing with like things that I can't deal with, like when I'm on the clock at work. So it's like, you only get so much time when you only get so much time. Like, I think that's why certain people were easier to connect with during the season because they made a lot out of the limited amount of time they had with me. Like Darcy was really good at like Darcy. You could have like a full on conversation with Darcy in 10 minutes. Cause yes. Darcy talked a lot. Yes. Bird was the same way. SMM was the same way. Taylor was the same way. And I think there are definitely other people who are fantastic people to talk to. Like Bramble postseason, one of my favorite people from our season, like they're the funniest person. Like they always like know the right thing to say. And I feel like it's just like, weird because when you didn't have that much mutual time and like they do have that time with others you miss out a lot on being able to form those initial bonds with them right and i don't know i think at that point i knew i wasn't the most active which like i will stand by like i know the lounge dragged me for saying i was active and pulled up oh this is how much jordan talks to bird (laughs) jordan talks to bird like if you look at that Bird stayed up later than a lot of other people. Like, and also, if you think about it, Bird probably sends more messages in 10 minutes than someone else does in 30. Absolutely. Same with Darcy. Like, same with, like, multiple other people. So it's like, don't say, oh, Jordan is active when Jordan has all of these messages. Like, you pull up the search results for Jordan and Bird's DMs. If someone is replying to me three times as fast as someone else, I'm going to talk, like, I can, and I only have an hour. I'm going to get more out of that conversation. Like, There's going to be more mutual things 
than someone who, if I'm only there for an hour, they don't reply more than every like 10 minutes, which honestly is not a bad like reply time. And I'm not saying it is, but I just think it was comical that people were like, oh, Jordan can't say she's inactive. I was not the most active on our cast. No, of course not. Like outside of people who I could get a high concentration of messages from, I didn't talk that much because I got off way later than everyone else. And the only person who really was around at late at night when I was up was um, Baxter, who, for whatever reason, Baxter and I just were not connecting. Yeah. Which is not anything against Baxter, because, like, Baxter is probably a great person. Um, but, yeah, I think out of the new friends that I met at Mirth, um, the easiest to talk to was probably SMM by a mile. Okay. Just because of, like, mutual time and, like, mutual energy levels and like ability to talk as much as SMM could. Right. <laughs> so, um, we finally figured out a way to get you in the sub channels at the merge by making an arcade <laughs> that you could play skee ball in and you could use your tokens from playing skee ball to win prizes, little tiny plush animals. Very cute. Very, very adorable. I know I have like two of them. <laughs> I found them the other day when I was unpacking. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Good. I also still have the other thing that I found from the arcade, but that's a different story. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you had to, the skee-ball was just 100% random. Uh, but yeah i thought there was like a method to the madness so i was determined to find out the method to the madness but apparently it's just random yeah i mean the, it's not totally random but like there was no guarantee that you were ever going to get 100 points so there was no guarantee that you're always going to get um i don't think there was there might have been i don't remember now uh a token you needed 100 points to get a token Had if you get five tokens you could buy a plushie um and there were 30 plushies, and I think there were six things hidden. One, two, three, four. Seven there things seven? hidden in the plushies total. Seven? Seven. Uh, what was so, so there were two halves of an immunity idol. Uh-huh. There were two pieces of information that would allow you to get into the laboratory. There was a vote advantage, which Bird gets, which lets you see the first two votes that are cast at a tribal council when you use it. And there was an advantage detector that Bramblecat got, which we would basically say yes or no if another player of your specificity had an advantage that they had not used yet. And then there was the information that there was a final three. Those seven pieces of things. Uh, All hidden randomly. There was no method to the madness of which plushies got which advantage or anything like that yeah. either. Um, SMM got the final three thing, right? SMM got the laboratory information. Oh. Um, I think I got the final three thing then. Let me see. That's what SMM did. He might have gotten both. Uh, 23. You did. <laughs> you got that. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did I? That's awkward. It's pinned in your in your confessional. Is it really? Yeah. That's terrible. You got it. <laughs> Good job. Do I have access to my confessional? Where's my confessional? Let's look at it. Yeah. October 20th. You got it with the, the oh. white bear. Oh. 
awkward. Why did I not think I got that? Why did it, why didn't SMM got it? Anyways, apparently I got it. Yippee for me. So I got two things. I thought I only got one this entire time. Love this for me. <laughs> um so uh yeah, Bird found um let's see here. Because Bird got the first Bird got the vote advantage the first day of the or I guess the the first day that prizes were being claimed, Bird got a vote advantage, and SMM got the lab entrance information. Uh, the second day, so that was the seventeenth, uh, which I think was the merge day, day after. So merge was on the sixteenth, day after people were starting to get things. Um, so people are starting to get stuff. Uh, I don't know. This is seems to be a thing that I I think I've seen this uh, in a couple of different orgs now. Um, where you have just kind of like an array of items and either randomly or with some sort of uh, logic behind it, some of them have advantages and some don't. And so sometimes the mechanism is just like an exile island type of thing or it's uh, a money monetary system or whatever. In this case, it's tokens after you play skee-ball, which you could only play one person at a time i think every what like 30 35 minutes 30 minutes or something like that i thought it was 15 minutes might have been 15 it could be I'm not there. where's ski ball where you at? uh ski ball. so who uh, held uh, 230 points at ski ball bird was the last person to play so so bird yeah yeah i think you're right i think 15 is correct but you have to you have there are 11 people and at least you know there were like five or six at least of them who were all interested in playing skee ball at any given point in time yeah so, so uh it was a kind of a crowded channel <laughs> most of the time which was fun um i don't know i guess i guess just from that perspective like how do you i don't know i think in most cases you can usually see that people are taking items out of a thing or you know if somebody goes to an exile island and has the opportunity to get something from a like a board like this but here like you literally get to watch and see who's playing you get to have the opportunity to see who purchases things you only get to see the plushie that they purchase um the anything that might be come with it is just in your confessional but like i don't know are you is that something that impacts how you see the other players in the game watching and monitoring them in this way? Um, I think it's interesting because if I remember correctly, when you had five tokens, you had a roll, correct? Yes. So then you just like sort of followed that person around to see <laughs> if they would get a plushie. And if they got a plushie, like, are they going to fess up that they got something? Which, no, probably not. <laughs> but like, you're still going to follow them around like a little rat because that's just like what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's funny the three people who would stay up late okay four because Ben would do it too um, the four people who would stay up late that first round and not leave the skee-ball machine were me Waxler SMM and Spen mm-hmm. I was constantly having to fight them for <laughs> skee-ball I would ask really nicely I think SMM was probably the only person who would just let me have it for free. Um, But, like, I don't know. I think that makes you sort of, like, you would think that that would have sort of brought us together because, okay, if we all, like, 
in theory, if someone really, really wanted to, they could literally trade off and be at skee-ball and be on skee-ball 24 hours a day. Sure. They could, in theory, do that. Um, Did anyone necessarily do that? Not that I know of. I think it definitely could have been an interesting way to control the advantages in the game if you wanted to. Um, And I don't think we necessarily did that. At least I didn't do it. I just wanted to play ski ball because it was something I wasn't terrible at. And I was like, bet (laughs) if I'm good at this, I'm going to do it all day. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was fun. Like, it was fun to get to play ski ball. Good. Uh, I can tell you. You should make a ski ball channel or a challenge. Just that. Like, I'll be (laughs) good at that. that. (laughs) Yeah, but only only let me get win. Anyone else know. Okay. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Um, So... The first advan- uh, the first plushies were claimed on the 17th. Looking at the first four days uh, that plushies were claimed, uh, there are three people who were able to claim a plushie on all of those first four days. So Bird got one on each day. Waxler got one on each day. And you got one on each day. And Waxler, uh, as luck would have it, came away with no advantages in those four plushies he purchased. Bird came away with the vote advantage that we talked about and half of an immunity idol. And you came away with half of an immunity idol and final three information, which you are just now learning was the case. Um, Why did I think someone else had that entire time? <laughs> uh, the only other person who found anything during that period of time was SMM, who got the lab entrance information twice. <laughs> unfortunately very sad sad. uh yeah so um yeah so you so i guess i guess uh day the same day i think that you found the or no i guess it would have been the next day or it was you found the uh you got your half idol after the immunity challenge so i guess we'll talk that talk about that first um technically the second individual immunity challenge of the season after white knuckles uh is light cycles uh, modeled after tron's version of the thing where it's kind of like snake except there's 11 people doing it at the same time and uh it never goes away (laughs) here there's always a trail of somebody else's light that you can crash into except there are two um you get two boosts during the game that you can go through uh, trails if you want to yada 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 uh you're just trying to survive really and uh i don't know this this being another one of those uh infamous alliance google sheet challenges how do we feel about this so it was a fun challenge like i'm not gonna say it wasn't um i how do i put this I think I definitely would be better on it now that I'm not perpetually mobile. Looking at Google Sheets on mobile is a little bit of a rough time. Agreed. Um, It definitely was a fun challenge. I think if I were smarter, I would have plotted it out out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Whereas, because I think there are are some people who are good at thinking one, two, three, four, five, six moves ahead. And trying to predict where everyone is going. And I was just like, okay, where can I go this round? And I think that sort of caught up with me which is why i want to say i got like seven uh, no 
te- I guess technically you would have tied for fifth. Yeah. Um, because I think it's definitely like, I don't know. I didn't feel like I needed immunity here, mm-hmm. which I guess is a fair thing to say. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's a it's a really fun challenge, and I definitely think it was a good challenge to do for the first one of the merge because it's a fun challenge. Like it's not. I'm gonna say it's not difficult because it probably is difficult. Um, but it's something that you can like laugh with each other while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at even like the channel itself, like there are reacts on stuff. Like we definitely like this wasn't like a hard challenge that was going to make people like pissed off so i think it's definitely a good like merge challenge to do um i don't know i wish i was better at thinking like multi-moves ahead um so this is one of those challenges where because you're all playing together on the same board there's an opportunity to in even if you may not win there's a chance to influence how well someone else may or may not do um by either trying to impede them or trying to help them, you know, have more cha- more space, more chance to do stuff. Uh, I don't know. Was that something that was on your mind or that you acted on in any way, shape, or form? Um, I don't think so. Like, I think there definitely were challenges this season that I tried to sabotage people, like the <laughs> cars one. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't think I did. This one, I think I was just having fun. Okay. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like the merge round, but I feel like it didn't feel like high stakes, I guess. Sure. Like, not in a bad way. Um, So I think it was just sort of, okay, this is a challenge that, like, I'm not terrible at. I wasn't first out. So, like, it's something that I could have fun with and I could joke around with people. And I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I know that Bramble and I went out together. Yes. But I don't think it was... As far as I know, it was not an intentional move on either one of our parts. It could have been. Yeah. I don't know why it was. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that being the case either. I don't think it was because I don't think Bramble had any reason to want me to lose, and I didn't have any reason to want them to lose. So, <laughs> like, I didn't have anything against Bramble. Yeah. No. I think just... a part of me didn't want Bird to win because I didn't want Bird to have more of a threat level, but you know. After you and Bramblecat collide into each other, it four left, and it's Waxler, Spenjamin. Wait a second. Did I miscount this? Um, it was oh, Waxler, yes, yes. Waxler Bird. Bird, Steph, and Chuck Fiend. Yeah. Um, Spenjamin's trail. Waxler crashes into Spenjamin's trail. He's out in fourth. Bird crashes into your trail. So in a roundabout way. <laughs> uh, I got my wish. Got your wish. Uh, that left Steph and Chuck Beans, and Steph, after like five or six rounds of just puttering around the outside border, uh, has enough of enough daylight to outlast Chuck Beans, who was um, messing about in the bottom right area. Yeah. Uh, Steph wins the first individual immunity challenge post merge, and not somebody who I think would have been in any particular danger otherwise, but um, I don't know. Tough to say. Uh, now, um, As far as I know, no. Okay. 
But so, obviously there's multiple things I did not know in life. <laughs> <laughs> so steps off the table. Um, and then some point between uh, that challenge ending and tribal council the next day, uh, you find half of an immunity idol. Congratulations. Thank you. I believe I said it. Am I not a flop when you gave it to me? So. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, no. Um, and this. Uh, so the way this works and the way we normally have done half idols in the past is that the half idol on its own actually does have some small amount of power. Uh, where it, in this case, I believe it. Yes, it blocked one vote against you or against yeah. whoever you played it for. And then if one person possesses both halves, they will form a full idol. You can't prevent that. And also you can't detach them either once they're combined. Yeah. Um, also, you can only use it as a half idol when there are six or seven people in the game. Uh, so kind of restricted, whereas the full idol was just a normal full idol. Yes. What day did I get that? Do you remember? Uh, it looks like it was the 18th, which would have been a Monday. Because I didn't combine them that episode, I don't think, right? No, that was after the vote. Okay. Bird did not have their half idol yet. Um, so all this is going on in the span of like a day. Uh, meanwhile, the so you get the, the half idol like early in the afternoon Eastern on the same day that tribal is happening that evening around like 10 30 my time um yeah how do you go about approaching this first vote um so i think the very like common thing that at least was being talked about with me and i know there were like conversations that were happening with like other people was okay we need to vote someone out from og mark Mm -hmm. that was at least what was communicated to me like if there were other things going on they were not necessarily being shared with me um but the gist that i was told was okay it's going to be someone from og mirth and looking at the votes (laughs) i'm trying to remember exactly like what that plan was um i know that a name that was thrown out very early from i don't remember if i heard it from bird or i heard it from maddie first was smm okay um I do know that I was really mad that it was SMM. And it sort of felt, and I'm trying to think of the best way to word it. It sort of felt like, okay, I had had an ally in Taylor, right? Like Taylor was someone who outside of Bird was a very close ally. Mm -hmm. And that got taken away because this person was going against Bird, which is fine. Like I understood that, but it was like, okay, why is it that bird is allowed to have other allies outside of me because bird was very close with darcy bird was very close with bramble bird was very close to this person and that person and i think this this might have been the first time when i really felt like bird didn't really care what i wanted Hmm. because i fought pretty hard to keep asmm um I know that this vote was probably like the first vote that I actually like, genuinely connected with Maddie on because I told Maddie how much I wanted to keep SMM here. And I can't remember if I said it before tribal or after, but I know at some point I basically told both of them, like you are two very important people to me and I care a lot about what you think. And 
you basically just made me go along with the vote that I didn't want to. Right. And like when you look at the votes at tribal, other people got to vote for other people. I didn't get to vote for someone else. Like if you look at the vote count, there was absolutely no reason why Bird and Maddie needed to make me vote for someone I didn't want to. Because even if I had thrown a vote, even if I had voted for Sped, even if I had voted for Court, whoever else the other option was, it would have still been okay. Sure. So in retrospect, I don't know why. I don't know why I had to vote for SMM, except for Bird to sort of like solidify their power in a sense. Because I think this was a vote that Bird very much pushed. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, Ben was supposed to go, correct? This was according to Mirth. Yes. Because um, I... if you look at the votes, the only person on OG Mirth who voted for someone who was not um, Ben was Bramble who voted for Court. And, and SMM, I guess. But, yeah. but SMM had to vote for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I think I think this was a situation where, and I may be misremembering, that was presented as a, okay, this is a merged tribe. Um, Bird and Bramblecat have this bond. We're going to extend that to all of the people that we trust. Let's all come together and vote out Spenchman. And that is what Mirth did. Um, and I think because presumably they would have had, you know, what, eight, nine votes or whatever it was at the time, um, it was easy to say, we'll split maybe one or two people onto court just in case. Because I know, I don't know, there was some consideration that Spenjamin could have had something, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. But also at the same time, like all six of the Euphoria players are not voting the same that direction they're all voting out smm instead yeah i don't know i think looking at the votes is interesting because you know only one vote got eye roll reactions it's true your your vote says this is the darkest timeline i'm going to miss you so much which honestly i was going to miss smm like like i said i it's weird because i had never really been at risk so far in the game and I had a very close ally in the form of Bird, but I don't know. Euphoria was a little lonely. Because, mm -hmm. like, you're, how do I put it? It's like you're getting invited to the party of the year, but you know you don't belong there. And yeah. that's sort of how I felt. Um, because I felt like, I don't know, Bird was someone I was very close to, but I knew Bird was very close with Darcy. And I knew that Darcy was close to this person, and Darcy was close to that person. And it's like, and I sort of just felt like I was, the only reason I was still there was because Bird liked me. Like, aside from Bird and, like, a little bit of Darcy, I didn't feel like there was anyone who I'd had, like, a genuine, like, personal connection with until I met SMM. And SMM was just someone who was really easy to talk to. And it's like, you couldn't let me keep this one person. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, I hadn't really asked for much from Bird. Um... Because I think, I don't know, I think I didn't ever feel like it could. And it felt like this is something that, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want SMM gone. Like, I would have rather had Court gone. 
And I felt like it was a situation where what other people wanted mattered more than what I wanted. When Esmond wasn't a threat, Esmond was clearly not on the top of Mirth. Um, so I think SMM or court could have been a good vote there. And I didn't understand why it had to be SMM. And I don't know. Like, I, I think there are certain things I could have written on that parchment that wouldn't have meant something. That was something that meant something to me. Like, that was not what I wanted to be doing. And I also did not, like, I don't know. When you wrote someone out, especially when you blindside them, you want to be able to say something. But at tribal, you can only say so much. Mm-hmm. Um, at tribal, you can only say, okay, good game. Like, you did a good job. Have fun and jury. Right. Um, and I wanted to put something on my parchment that made it very clear this was not something I was happy to be doing. Because it wasn't even like, okay, I care about this person's jury vote. I didn't. I didn't care about it. Because at that point, I did not ever see a plot line in which I made it to the end. Um, and I wanted someone on a personal level to know that, like, the conversations we had had over the past day and a half, two days, three days, whatever, how long, however long it had been, that those things had meant something to me, that it wasn't something that I was just doing for a game. Right. Because I've, like, been in a situation where someone was very nice to me for an extended amount of time, and then it just was for, like, a game move, and I didn't want SMM to think that. So, like, that's why I think it's really funny that it's, like, okay for certain people to show emotions on parchments, but it's not okay for me to do it. Like, why is it that if you look at my nay parchment, which was me being a bitch, there's no I will reacts on that one. Like, yeah, it got commentary on the lounge, but, like, there's no I will reacts. So, like, why did a parchment that was literally just me saying this is something I don't want to be doing? Why does that one get I will reacts, but the one where I'm being a bitch doesn't? Like, what about... I'm trying to think of a way to word it. What is so not palatable to the lounge about genuine emotion that they would rather see me be a bitch than me actually care. And I like, and I've heard like theories on, and I guess I can get into this part like now I've heard theories on what the Alliance lounge thinks about me and my emotions. Like I've heard that they think it's all fake, that they think if I say I care about someone, it's not a genuine thing. I've heard that I've had people say it to my face. I've heard it said behind my back. Um, orgs are very difficult. Um, you the whole point of an org is you meet someone and you try to form a social bond with them especially like as a social player you try to form a social bond with them but the end goal of any org is you're going to vote them out and i think a lot of people just assume that like for people who are highly emotional in orgs whether it's me whether it's bird whether it's darcy that they're on some level most of those feelings are fake and i know that like we even reacted to that. We're not going to call them out right now. One of the people thinks I'm fake. <laughs> Let's just call it that. One of the people thinks I'm a little fake, manipulative bitch. We're just going to call it spade a spade. Um, and, like, that's not me throwing shade at that person. Props to that person for thinking that, if that's what they actually think. Um, I don't know. I think it's really easy to see from the lounge and see, like, an emotional thing, like, an emotional parchment and think, oh, this is just, like, jury pandering. There was no jury pandering to SMM because... There was 0% chance at that point when I can't even get my allies to flip from one person on the bottom of Mirth to the other one. There's no way I'm making the end. Like, I can't even save one person. So that's my thoughts on I will react on parchment. So, <laughs> uh, 
I won't try to pretend like I know what anybody in the lounge thinks or the lounge as a whole, obviously. Um, I think I think we ended up this season with <clears throat> a lot of people who were very social players. Uh, so I'm I'm lumping together yourself, Darcy, Bird, Court. Uh, primarily in that group. Um, not that the other people in the season weren't social, but I think that the four of you uh, were not just social, but seemed to have um, very, at least taking your words at face value, seemed to have very um, intense and quick connections with the other people in the game. Um, yeah. Not to say whether or not any of those were true or whether they weren't, uh, I don't know, um, but I know uh, particularly with Court, um, and this is just how, I don't know, I feel like this is just how she is, honestly, uh, was very quick to like tell people she loved them, and that seemed to be something that happened a lot in, I think, you're in Bird's DM, Um I don't know if it was something that happened quite as much in like Bird Darcy's DM, but it definitely happened in like Darcy and Court's DM, Bird and Court's DM. Uh, that those, you know, it, it was almost like punctuation uh, in a sense, right? Yeah. And yeah. not that that wasn't accurate or real. And, and, you know, I don't know how much of it was or wasn't, but it certainly felt like. I think I think it came across to some as uh, at least at the very least excessive, um, and to others, I, I, presumably you know, inauthentic. Um, I know things were said about you in that regard. I know things were said about court in that regard, um, and uh, you know, I'm fingers crossed. I hope court will do one of these, and I can get to hear from her side of things uh as someone who doesn't really show up a lot in in the lounges or anywhere but i think it can be tough uh, you know if, if you're not a player and you're reacting to this situation obviously you have not been in the situation to know how possible it is to really form that type of a connection with somebody in two days seven days however long it ends up being and if you are a player, maybe you didn't form any connection like that. Or maybe the cast you played uh, played with were not those types of people. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that there's been any other season we've played. Like, if you just look at High Seas, the season before this one, um, I would be very surprised to learn that any of the players that season told any of the other players that they loved them in any context for <laughs> any reason. Because uh, there just weren't that many people playing that had those types of sensibilities, and that's fine. Like, I guess the only DM channel it might have happened in was like CC Dano or something, but even then, it's I think it's more likely that it didn't. Um, and so, you know, if you don't, if you played and never had a connection that felt that way, like I can understand being kind of like, really, like already so soon you're like and 
I, I think a part another sort of aspect of that comes from how someone interprets the word love, right? Yeah. Um, whether you think it's a word reserved for like your life partner, or if it's something that you can easily and genuinely say to like, you know, your top 20 closest friends or more, whatever. That feels Uh, like (laughs) Well, you know, but I guess like, um, Brian, have you ever looked into love languages? Of course. I'm familiar. Okay. So I don't think it would surprise anyone to know that my top love language is words of affirmation. I don't think it would surprise anybody. I think that's literally the least surprising (laughs) thing ever. Like, I told Will that and he literally was like, go away. (laughs) Like, it's not surprising. I was like, like, so I think for me, when someone is genuine with me and someone actually shows interest in like talking to me or when someone tells me that they think highly of me mm-hmm. obviously i'm going to care about that person um like i think i don't know i think like probably aside from like bird or smm the biggest like comparison i can make as well is that as someone who made me feel very safe and secure in our dynamic very early on mm-hmm. um and, like, that was a connection that I know surprised some people just because, like, before the season, we didn't like each other, oddly enough, because of Darcy. But anyways, um, like, I think for me, the idea that I can form a very quick attachment with someone based on conversation is not surprising to me because if someone makes me feel valued or someone is nice to me, like, genuinely, if you are nice to me, I will probably like you. Like, even if I didn't like you before that, like, I could literally think you're the most annoying person in the world. Example, well, I did not like him. I could not stand him. I was like, if it's, like I think in my interview, I said I didn't want to play with him. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I know that, like, when Wib and I were, like, making a list of people who were potentially coming back from Game Changers, I definitely, like, said I don't want him to come back. So I either said it there or I said it in my interview. But, like, and then I met him and then I got to know him. And, like, it's been a year and he's my best friend. Sure. Um. And, like, that was a connection that got formed in four or five pre-merge rounds. Pre-merge rounds where we did not go to tribal. Um, So it's, like, when people say, oh, I don't understand, like, how someone can form a bond that quickly. It's possible. Like, if you find two, like, if you find someone who is really good, like, if you think about it, love, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever, is all about giving and receiving, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you find someone who is really good at showing they care in one particular way, and that just happens to be the exact way that somebody else needs to receive it, 100% they're going to form a connection. Um, I think it's funny because orgs amplify things, right? Like they amplify your feelings, your competitiveness, all of that. So I think especially like in a sort of, I'm trying to think the right word. Um, in a sort of pressure cooker situation like an org, especially like a merge in an org, it's very easy to have those bonds that maybe might have taken a couple rounds outside of that to form them that quickly, especially when you look at it. SMM and I talked a lot. Like it wasn't like SMM and I had a nay level DM channel. Right. 
like if you look at the amount of messages that we sent in those few days in comparison to anyone else higher than anyone else with me yeah and i don't and i don't think aside from okay maybe bird was higher but like right aside from bird i don't think anyone else was even close so it's like the idea that like i had formed a bond with smm to that extent that quickly doesn't surprise me like even now that like i try to like be a little less emotional i don't think it's really super surprising to me that especially like in one of my first orgs that i formed a connection with someone that quickly especially because like if you think about it was i in a good spot on euphoria probably did i really have anyone who was 110 percent in my corner no so finding someone who could have potentially been 110 percent in my corner definitely like was something i needed and i think smm was what i needed at that point in the game and like voting him out sucked especially like when you think about it they didn't need me to vote that way did you consider not voting that way no <laughs> honestly no um i don't know it's like weird like it's weird thinking about it because like if i were to do it now i probably would be like you know i would look at the amount of votes we had and say you know what bird i'm gonna throw my vote like i don't want to vote for this person Mm -hmm. um but i feel like in that like situation i didn't feel like i could tell bird no like i did not feel like that would be a possible thing which i guess speaks to what bird and i's relationship was a little bit um yeah like i just felt like in that situation like I didn't have a choice, which sucks because you always have a choice. Like I could have thrown my vote, especially now looking at that channel and seeing, <laughs> oh yeah, I really could have thrown my vote. Um, I just felt like if I was giving up someone who I really liked and who I really like was connecting with, I couldn't risk jeopardizing the only good relationship I had. And I felt like in a sense, Bird and by extension Maddie, those were the only people who actually cared about me in the tribe. And if I alienated them both for a vote that wasn't even going to work, like, I didn't feel like in that situation, like, I could be like, hey, Bird, I'm throwing my vote. I hope you understand. I didn't feel like they would understand that. Sure. Because they were pushing for it to be SMM so hard. And so was Maddie. And I didn't, like, I, I don't know. It's, like, weird when you're vocalizing an opinion and you don't feel like it's being heard. You just shut down. And I did do that. I'm like, maybe that's why the lounge thought me being sad about SMM going was disingenuous. Um, because I did shut down. And I distinctly remember just being like, you know what? Like, I can't save this person. It sucks. And I'm upset about it. And it just was like so defeating. You, like, you never want to be in that position where you're like, you know what? Am I going to be safe for a couple tribals? Probably. Am I going to be happy? No. And I think that was sort of like the vote that I realized I'm not going to be happy. And it was not a fun realization to have. No, no, I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, did you, so, okay. So the vote is on SMM. Uh, you have this nifty half idol that at the moment doesn't do anything. And, um, now you have to now there's a tribal council where biggest one of the season 11 people in attendance uh, yeah. and it's also 
a group of people where like half of them are you know you've been there a few times the other half been there a few times know how it works know what it's know what's going on but now that you're there like with that other group at the same time it i find it generally makes people very uh it takes people usually one or two tribal councils at the mer- after the merge to really um open up the if if they had been opening up before that point they stop again <laughs> Because there's all these, you know, unknown people spect- like involved in tribal council now that weren't there before. And, you you know, you're playing your cards a little closer to the chest than you were until at least you get a better feel for these new, these new strangers. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, did... I think... Go ahead. It was a good move for Bird. I don't know that it was a good move for anyone else. Voting at SMM. Yeah. Um, because I think SMM was probably someone who could have potentially, like maybe not at that vote. I think SMM had these social skills where, and this like ability to like, I think if you think about it, why was Bird so powerful? Right? Bird was powerful because they were likable. They made you like them so much that you didn't want to betray them. Even if they were betraying you, you didn't want to betray them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Bird at the end of the day knew they had to take out the people who could potentially be pulling away the people who they viewed as their closest allies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the first two merged boots, why were those the first two merged boots? One was close to me, one was close to Darcy. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing someone else did in a different org that, um, if you look at it, my number one went first. Cutie's other person went second. Why was that? Because it made it so those people couldn't, like, didn't have, like, it gave us less room to leave Bird in a sense. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, a brilliant move for Bird. Sure. Like, I think if Bird is walking into the merge with this big of a threat level, you don't want to give anyone else any opportunity to sort of, like, take that from you. And I think Bird was very good at that. Like, Bird was very good at sort of reading the social landscape around them and realizing, okay, this is someone who, by all accounts, only talked to me this entire game, right? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to give someone else the potential ability to take that from me? Do I want to, if Bird's whole plan hinged on keeping who they wanted close to them, whether it's me, whether it's Darcy, whether it's Maddie, whether it's Spen, whether it's um, any of those people, like, you have to think of what could potentially cause a schism. I don't know if that's the right word. Or a fracture in Euphoria. Right. Anyone who could potentially cause a fracture. Because a fracture was not, like, I feel like there was a certain point in the game when a fracture was good for Bird. I don't think the merge vote, vote was. Like, I think Bird didn't necessarily care about Spen staying long-term, right? Mm-hmm. But was that the vote to get rid of Spen? No. Because it wouldn't have benefited Bird. I think it's... Um, more, And this is probably more so with SMM than it is with Spenjamin. Uh, but but I think it also applies to Spenjamin. Is that, you know, you, you're, you're Bird's ability to read the social landscape... I, I think is is a really good point because 
in addition to trying to like pick out people who may or may not who, who might be able to to usurp them or siphon power away from them somewhere down the line i think both smm and spenjamin uh present player as players who are quote-unquote less controllable or if not controllable at least um more uh more difficult to like predict whereas bird was never going to be working on the same side as waxler but yeah Bird always knew that that's the situation, that that's the relationship they were going to have with Waxler. And so it was a very, it may not have been, you know, they could have voted out Waxler many other times, probably, potentially. But, like, why keep somebody that you cannot predict that, you know, you don't have a good read on when you can keep somebody you can predict, even if they might be against you, um... And I think using Waxler as an example, I think Bird also wanted the opportunity to go head to head with Waxler at challenges and stuff on top of that. But um, SMM easily felt like the most chaotic player that got to the merge. Uh, and I think. I think Bird was scared of chaos. Yeah, definitely. Because I think Bird likes to be the chaos. <laughs> mm hmm. And I think it's very easy to say, oh, I love chaos. I love chaos. Chaos is fun. Let's be chaos. Chaos bird. There's a difference between saying you love chaos and actually loving chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think bird was putting far too much effort into their game and into crafting this quote unquote perfect game to want an uncontrollable factor to linger in the game. Yes. Yes. I, I concur. I think probably one of the hardest moments, though, of the season for me, at least at that point, was SMM's reaction to getting voted out. Yeah. Uh, now we ain't doing this. Tried to do the torch command. Uh, yep. Like, I'm not going to lie. That was that was a hard one. Because it was, it was like, hey, why did you make me be the final vote? <laughs> you didn't have to read my vote, right? <laughs> I had to read. <laughs> Why is my vote literally always last? Well, it was first last time because it was between you. Well, it wasn't really between you and A, but. Um... But yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I've noticed in orgs, I just always have like the last parchment, like so many times. I feel like. Uh... Like, okay, I will say the other time I had the last parchment, it was probably for a reason because it was spicy parchment. <laughs> I got the last parchment when Sarag got voted out with my "This is for Will" parchment. Um, I <laughs> I don't know if I picked up on this at the time, but uh, the vote right before yours um, that has SMM's name, very similar like font stylings to your own. Mercies. It is right. Yeah, and which is funny because I don't think we made it the same place. No, and because like, I don't think Dorothy makes hers on Canva. Her previous vote for Nay in the previous cycle doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. And I don't think her parchment. No, none. Of the next one doesn't I look like think... that either. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's actually funny. Um. No. SMM tries to go back to camp. Uh. 
No. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, that command doesn't even get turned on to work until the person voted out slash eliminated has been like lost the permission to like see the channel or whatever. Um, so it should never work as long as I'm on top of things. <laughs> For that exact reason. It was rough, though. It was rough, though, because I did not want him to go. Yeah. And so, like, watching him trying to go back to camp, I was like, you can go back to camp. It's fine. We'll send Spin, spin out. Um, yeah. The last thing uh, he says afterward is, no hard feelings, but some of you definitely made the wrong mistake. Um, I'm going to assume he didn't act. He, he misspoke and didn't actually mean that there was a right mistake to make necessarily. <laughs> but yeah. point being that um, some of you might have just dug your own graves, right? Um, which I think, like, as we've talked about, the sort of reasoning behind this vote from Bird's perspective, uh, can't say that he was wrong, really. Yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah, not great. Uh, yeah, so six votes for SMM, three votes for Spenjamin, and two votes for Court. SMM voted out in 11th and becomes the first member of the Nexus Park jury. That's sad. It is. You never, you know, merge boots. It's a, it's a rough, it's a rough, like, moment, time. You're... I don't know. I, I think I don't think I've ever had an easy merge boot. Like I've never been the merge boot, but I don't think I've ever had an easy like merge tribal. Um let's think. Let's go through my merge tribals that I've been to. <laughs> Obviously SMM, not a fun time. Yeah. Um Railway. We had twenty seven parchments get played at our merge tribal. Oh right. So that was a fun one. Um I didn't get any votes though, but I was supposed to, I was supposed to go home and then somebody flipped it. Um, what other orgs have I played? The next org I played that I made merge was Noir. Noir, who went home? I think it was Andrew. I'm going to go through with Andrew. That was a rough one because, like, Andrew was, like, the little train that could until he couldn't. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, well, a little bit of a rough one with a whole Revo and stuff. Um... The next merge vote I went to had like a weird twist where you had to vote and um, you were, your vote was linked to someone else's okay. and you had to agree on a vote. Like you had to vote together or your votes didn't count. So that was a rough one. <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> because I was like linked with two people and I didn't like either one of them. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, instead of voting somebody out, you had to vote two people into a duel. So the top two vote getters had to go like do a challenge against each other. <laughs> um, and I obviously couldn't vote for one of them because they were in my stupid little trio. <laughs> so I had to vote for the other one. And that person was like, really liked me. And I sent them home. And that was a little rough. Um, and then the merge vote of my most recent org made everyone quit. So obviously merge votes ryan not uh, fun we had two quits at my last merge vote killing it absolutely killing um, it <laughs> so yeah merge votes not a fun time i like i feel like there's something like 
it's weird because I don't want to say gameplay starts at the merge because obviously like there are hard votes before the merge, the really hard ones, a hundred percent the merge, because when you get to the merge, you have to balance working with your allies, working with what you want to do and then working with what's going to get you to the end. And I feel like those are very rarely like easy to do, but it's barely like a cut and dry decision because all it takes is for someone who you don't want to win immunity, who is quote unquote an easy vote to win immunity. Like if SMM had won that immunity, who goes home? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I still don't, I still don't think I go home. I don't know, but I don't think I do. I think I just exist. <laughs> I think I wasn't really going home until either bird or Darcy decided I needed to go home. So I don't know who goes home at that vote because I still think Bird is not ready to cut Benjamin. So is that the alternate timeline when Court goes home? Who knows? Yeah, I'll have to see what Bird's ideas would have been since they presumably would have <clears throat> controlled that vote. Controlled the vote, yeah. <laughs> I say uh, try and say that they would have voted me out there, liar. <laughs> okay, I'll tell them that. Um, you should because that is false. Like. <laughs> I think at that point the game they you can blindside at the merger obviously you don't blindside someone who thinks you're their number one especially not when they're going to the jury because if you think about it for sure sets the tone right typically like as much as somebody wants as people want to say that i was the reason the nexus park jury was so salty not really the salt was already there before i got there hot take i may have added to the salt but i i did not start it no, of course. I don't even think I added the most, to be honest. I think I was mad a little bit, but like, I think there were other people who wanted Bird's head on a stick, and I only like wanted to like stab them a little bit. <laughs> just a little just, bit, of just a little bit of light stabbing. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want them dead. I will <laughs> little revenge. Like that's just, all I wanted. Just hospitalized. Whereas there's other people who like straight up wanted them dead. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, that brings us to the final 10. Uh, we just voted out SMM. It was tragic and disappointing. And we did it anyway. Uh, so uh, I believe in I saw in your confessional that right after the SMM tribal or sometime around that point uh i think it's during this cycle is when bird gives you the other half of the immunity idol as well uh yeah i'm trying to remember exactly what happened i know that bird and i like had conversations about the idol and i know there's a little bit of joking about oh i'll give you the other half if you let me hold it at some point um but yeah they did give me that half of the idol during that round, I want to say it was fairly early because I'm looking at my confessional and I asked for it at nine in the morning. <laughs> so I'm thinking it was pretty early, probably before I went into work. Okay. Um, yeah. So this carousel challenge, really exciting challenge, probably the most fun anybody had the whole season. Uh, it's basically musical chairs, uh, except themed as riding a horse on a carousel yeah and 
each round was a little bit different in what you had to do, whether it was just a command or you had to do a little math or you had to do some unscrambling, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you had participated in this challenge, do you think you would have done well? Um, I think it really just depends. Um, I know I've talked about this a little bit, but one of like my big things with like quote unquote speed challenges, which I feel like this is semi like a speed reaction challenge is a, I was either on mobile for 90% of the season and then B, I was also on a computer that literally froze every two seconds. <laughs> so that would make it a little bit difficult. Um, so I don't know 100% that I would have done well, but I honestly think like of the, like when I look at like the challenges in Nexus Park, this one honestly does look like one of the most fun ones. <laughs> um, and I mean, if you think about it, I feel like the social element of any of these challenge challenges is what makes it fun. Like even if you're not like doing well, like we'll get into a different like challenge later. Um, <laughs> but like when you're just getting to do it and like, yeah, you're trying to win, but you're also messing around with the people that you're playing with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the most fun. And this definitely seemed like a challenge that you could mess around during. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, obviously, you had to last long enough <laughs> to be able to do that. But um, there was... It, it was weird because I, I think a, a lot of people, um, mm. at, at least initially, were a little hesitant to be social. Uh, and it took a while to kind of realize that all the things that were coming into the challenge, the prompts, the fun facts, the gifts, etc., were just kind of random, randomly triggered by us. I think we predetermined like the sequencing of the timing of it all, but um, you never knew if you posted a message, if you'd be posting and kind of throw yourself off for getting a horse, that sort of thing. And I think once people kind of got a few rounds in, they realized, oh, okay, we usually have like a little bit of time. So... Yeah, because like looking at it, basically you gave us prompts for each of the rounds, right? Yep. And then you just basically had to like pick a prompt and get to that prompt faster than everyone else. And everyone else. Yep. So I mean, that's like fun. Yeah. Who went out first? You oh, did. Me, because I wasn't there. <laughs> you did because you weren't there. Uh... Listen, <laughs> I was sick. I was like, I'm. Not... I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah. So we had. Each round, we'd go down a person. That if you were eliminated, you lost the ability to talk in the channel. Uh, when you got a horse, you also lost the ability to talk in the channel until uh, that ga getting also on that the horses. Way you couldn't, like screw up somebody else. Yeah, you couldn't get multiple horses. I probably would have tried to screw people up. <laughs> um, and then the next round was spelling words backward to great effect. Um, Darcy was very bad at that. Uh, yeah, I was like, didn't she try to do most she, of them? Yeah, she did them forward a multiple times before realizing they had to be backward. And then all the ones she was doing backward were ones that ever pe other people had already done. Oh, no. Um, and so then we get to one of the two times during this challenge where we offered the players to take something to drop out. Uh, you had to still be in the game at the point and in the challenge to be able to do this, but you could take a box and forfeit the challenge and be eliminated um we see it the first time here at with eight people remaining and court snaps up this box real quick um is this something that would have tempted you oh 100 um i mean if you think about it realistically yeah if you if you think you have a chance to win an immunity challenge you don't drop out but if you don't think you're gonna win an immunity challenge and like 
that cast Loki cracked at speed things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was not going to win that. So I think if I had actually done this challenge, like if you get an opportunity to get something in the game, mm-hmm. you go for it, especially like when you don't feel like you're in that best, that great of a position, which I didn't at that point think I was in that great of a position, obviously, because I didn't thought I was okay to not do a challenge. Um, but like, if you're not in the best position and you think, okay, what am I going to do to sort of better my position? If you get an opportunity to get an advantage that potentially could improve your situation and you don't think the only other opportunity is, okay, winning immunity, like hypothetically, I do this challenge, I win immunity, great, I'm safe that round. I was pretty sure I was safe that round anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so winning an immunity there was not going to massively improve my game getting an advantage that could potentially help me later on or give me some sort of leverage with other people to get other people to want to work with me and not just view me as like bird's little sidekick 100 percent want to take it is there and any I think it would be silly not to what does the sort of public nature of taking it in this context how does that sort of impact the way you... um I think it really just depends because I think like for someone like Court who I think Court her position was a little bit better than mine but I don't think her position at that point in the game was great. Mm -hmm. Um, She at least from my perspective did not seem like she was on top of the Mirth path. Um, So I think if you're in a really good position you don't take it because if you take it you're saying okay I don't trust my allies enough. Mm Mm-hmm. To not go for this or you have to do a massive amount of damage control if you were already on the bottom like me and court were you don't really have to do that damage control because a you're just showing people okay i have this thing come work with me mm-hmm. which that's also knowing how to read our cast really well like you could say oh this person has this thing and i don't have it so i want them gone no our cast was nosy <laughs> like you think about it, in our cast, if they had a, the potential to get information in the game, they were going to go for it. So court taking it or me taking it, I don't think puts a target on either of our backs. It just makes it where someone like Bird, who wants to decipher every single secret that has to do with Nexus Park ever, like, it gives Bird incentive to want to work with you. It gives someone like Waxler, who Waxler wanted control in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it gives those people opportunity to work with you because I don't think prior to that point, at least from my perspective and from like talking to people postseason, I don't think like court was someone who people really were working with that much. Right. And I think her getting this box, a nobody knows what's in the box. So you're going to want to talk to her and get close to her to find out what's in that box. But you're also going to want whatever in that box. You want it on your side, not on somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a power move. But it's a more effective power move if you're on the bottom. Absolutely. Because, like, uh, I think if someone like Bird takes it, Bird already has a target the size of the world, the entire United States. <laughs> like, there's there's no lessening Bird's target. So I think somebody like Bird taking it would be stupid. Yeah. Like Bird taking it would literally probably, I don't want to say it would like have tanked their game, but I think it definitely would have hurt their game because. A, you're seeing this person who has already won multiple immunity challenges, who already is, like, the social, like, biggest social threat of the season, and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, well, they already have this, so if they're not immune here, why not take them out? Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know that anybody would have, but I think it definitely would have been more of a conversation that someone could have pitched. Yeah, I think 
I mean, obviously, Bird's going to end up winning this challenge, but uh, I think th this immunity was far more attainable for Bird than most people and far more valuable for them than anything they could have taken dropping out. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so uh, we keep going. We eliminate some more people. Uh, we get down to four people left, and it's... Spengeman, Chuckle Beans, Waxler, and Bird. They're the final four. And I drop another box for everybody to take. And uh, this is a point, like, you're now so close and you've already proven yourself so much that I feel like everyone left felt like they had a reasonable chance to win. Um, but obviously only one of them could. And we see nobody take the second box. Nobody. Which, what was in the second box? I was I just I was just trying to look that up in um <laughs> the the carousel production channel and because the first box was the, the passcode for or the key card right yeah the key card um which I think like like I said Courtney getting that key card was good for her game oh for sure uh I'm my my instinctive thought was that both boxes had the same thing in them. <laughs> but uh, I can't see... Let's just see. Yeah, Clever said, if we wanted to secretly make them both useful, we could offer up the exact same item, but have it only work by the first person to use it correctly. It was a thought. I don't know if we ended up doing that or not. Yeah, be um, funny. Because I know we did a musical chairs challenge in Chattern, and um, the two items, one was useful and one was not useful. <laughs> we, we gave Dave larva uh, that did nothing. And I think somebody else got a, I want to say the flashlight, which did something in the sub channels. Um, so yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think they were both a key card of some sort. I don't know if there was more to it than that, but that's what I remember. Um, but yeah, final four, nobody takes it. We keep going. Waxler's out fourth. Chocolate Beans is out third, which left Spenjamin and Bird. And Bird wins in immunity by being the first person to be able to translate the year Nexus Park is set in into Roman numerals. Not bad. Yeah, I would have been good at that because you, I like played a game when I was little. I don't know how little, but I still probably could go play it right now and be cracked at it. Because um, I used to play Nancy's Your Games. Mm -hmm. um, and for one of them, you had to like do a lot of stuff with Roman numerals. Oh. So I would have been cracked at that. Nice. That's the only thing I'd be cracked at. Yeah. If you could get to that point, you could do it. You could have won immunity. But... I mean, I almost won an immunity in Alliance. You did. It's You came very, very close. <laughs> uh, so... Now, as we're going to find out, Spengeman is the vote here at, at final, not, uh, final 10. So uh, him coming that close to winning immunity, uh, pretty, pretty dang important, <laughs> ultimately. Um, yeah, how... So Bird's safe. Court has an advantage box. Um, and then I think... see if I check this for sure. Yeah, so Bird gets their half an idol the next day it looks like and then gives it to you ultimately 
right after that. So, yeah. Which, honestly, I think on Bird's part, like, I think that was a good move, giving me the idol. Um, I've, like, thought about it because I know, like, I got a little bit of flack in the lounge for sort of viewing it as my idol, which mm -hmm. we're, we're going to just set the record straight. When somebody <laughs> gives you an idol, regardless of whether it was halfway theirs, it's my idol. Like, I yeah. don't have to give it back. Like, that's something that happened to me a little bit in RPO where um, we had the little pamphlets and, like, people kept giving them to me. And then it was like, oh, well, why did you use it for this? Because it was mine. Like, maybe that's like, maybe that's like a villain thing. But like, straight up, if I had given Bird my half, mm. would you be seeing Bird in their confessional calling it their idol? Yeah. They wouldn't have been calling it our idol. Anyone who wants to say that they are, quote unquote, sharing an idol and that it's in the back of, like, you can say, okay, this is our idol. You can say that all well and good. When it comes down to it, the person who is holding the idol, it is theirs. I, I do think Bird would have called it, wouldn't have called it their idol individually in their confessional, but I think they would have been like trying to delude themselves a little bit. Yeah, like I think I think if they when if they really were genuinely being honest with themselves, whoever's holding the idol, they would have thought it was theirs. Yeah. I... Um, but I also think, because like I said, I've thought about this like a lot because I like literally make jokes all the time like. Why does anyone give me idols? Like, I should not be trusted with idols. I don't ever use them, like, correctly. Which, we can get into this one later. Um, Bird giving me their half was probably the best strategic move they could have made in regards to me. Because when you think about it, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, Jordan is having insecurity about me and my relationship with her, right? Yes. Jordan is not sure where I stand. What better way to cement that relationship and make me feel like I'm safe with you than to give me a fucking idol? Oh, wait, I cursed. I'm sorry. You can curse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, like, if you think about it, like, I wasn't going home that round. No. Like, as far as I know, my name was not out there that round. Like, it was just going to be spent. And that is the only thing I've ever heard is that it was just going to be spent. I don't even remember who we told spent it was going to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably court. But, like, there was never any risk like, when you think about it, when you want to give someone an idol, like, every other time I've been given an idol, like, it was because, okay, if you feel at risk this round, here. Like, when I got the last of my pendulets in RPO, it was because we were making a big move to try and blindside someone, and if it didn't work out, they wanted me to feel safe. That was, like, their sort of, like, strategic social currency to make me feel safe enough to go with them, or to, like, take this risk and try and blindside someone. Um... And I think, like, for Bird, that's the same thing. Is like, realistically, Bird had just basically disregarded my feelings, the um, SMM vote. Mm -hmm. And had put sort of, like, their game and what was going to further their game ahead of what was going to further mine. Which is fine. Like, that is a perfectly normal thing to do. Like, you can say you're going to be a team player and always all, the, all you want. Um, you're playing to win. You are probably playing to, like, make friends, too. But, like... You are playing to win and you are playing to further yourself, especially when you get to the merge. Um, so I think, I don't know, I feel like Bird giving me their half was them sort of solidifying that I felt good with them. And that I wasn't going to take being pissed off about the SMM vote or being hurt or feeling like, okay, A, Bird has made me feel not so great about Darcy for a hot minute now. Um, I have lost multiple people that I wanted to keep. 
because it was what Bird wanted. Like, realistically, I could have gone out and tried to, like, form a relationship with someone. I could have leaked the vote to Spen. I could have done multiple things to try and better my position in that game. And I didn't do it because I felt safe with Bird. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't necessarily even think it makes, like, Bird a bad person for doing that. Because I don't. Like, Bird is easily, like, when Bird is on it, Bird is one of the most strategic people I know. And, like, it's scary how good strategically they are. Um, but I definitely think, like, it was sort of painted in-game, like, oh, this is, like, I'm giving you this idol because I really like you and because I'm close with you. No, you're giving me that idol because you want me to feel safe with you. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's, like, how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it was a good move. Like, I'm not faulting the move at all. Like, that probably was, like, the best move Bird could have made in that situation if they wanted to keep me from flipping because like yeah i wasn't gonna flip but they don't know that (laughs) right there's like no like there's no way to know if someone's flipping on you until votes get read if hmm. how how i guess you know like you said spenjamin was then basically the only name that was going out there uh spenjamin ends up voting for chocolate beans and then there's a small just in case Benjamin has an idol split where Bird and Bramble both vote for Steph. Uh, that's how the votes break down at this tribal. Um, and I think from what I've heard, it seemed like the Benjamin vote was kind of this agreed upon thing where the Euphoria group side said like, okay, this is Benjamin. He's kind of expendable, whatever. And the Mirth side were like, you just voted out one of our side. I thought, you know, Bramble saying to Bird, like, I thought we we're going to work together. And then by extension, the whole group, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, here's somebody from our side that we can all agree on that can be voted out, whatever. Um, yeah. How, from your perspective, does, like, is this who you would have wanted to vote out at this point in the game? Do you feel like Spenjamin being voted out impacted you significantly one way or the other um i think obviously like hindsight's 2020 um realistically i at that point in the game i did want spenjamin out i wanted spenjamin out the round before i wanted spenjamin out over smm because i felt like smm trusted me more because i kind of knew that like while i hadn't really had a lot of blowback after the taylor vote the only person who really i lost a significant amount of trust with after the taylor vote was spen um so i did want spen out I think obviously it's weird because obviously I've played a lot of orgs since then. I think if I was being thinking about it now, if I was playing now, I wouldn't have gone for Spen. Um, Because yeah, Spen didn't 100% trust me, but I had a better relationship with Spenjamin than I did half the people on Mirth. Um, So I think realistically, like that sort of bird being so willing to vote out someone from our original tribe should have been a red flag for me um that hey bird does not value those relationships as much like bird is forming like we already knew bird was scary good socially but like bird is forming relationships with people that i don't have um that i don't even think darcy had like i think this was the first time that like i think both darcy and i should have like sort of woken up and realized okay this person that we are prioritizing above anything else right now is not prioritizing us um mm-hmm. that bird was playing their own game and i don't know why we were okay with it 
<laughs> like in retrospect, that was such a bad decision. Um, because I think as much as like Spen and I's relationship was complicated because of like there's a little bit of lack of trust on both sides. That's someone who I think would have hesitated before writing my name down when other people wouldn't have, and I think it's someone who definitely wouldn't have written Darcy's name down. Right. So I just think I don't know. In hindsight, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think that was the right move for me. I don't think it was the right move for Darcy. I think sort of like the SMM vote, the only person that that was technically really the right move for was Bird. Yeah. Because I, I think long term it didn't really benefit any of the rest of us. Yeah. And I think that should have been sort of the sign that, hey, we're all technically playing an org here. We're all playing a game. We are playing Bird's game. <laughs> we are not playing Jordan's <laughs> game. We're not playing Darcy's game. We are playing the game of what can benefit Bird the most. Because Bird is a little puppeteer. Like, it's oh, yeah. actually scary impressive. Like, there are certain words I don't want to use because I feel like if I use certain words, they're going to be taken out of context. Um, but I think Bird was sort of like, definitely a mastermind during our season and like was pulling all these little strings and was making all these things that they wanted to happen that was going to sort of cultivate this ending that they wanted but bird was so good at like validating us along the way like giving me an idol saying oh spend doesn't trust you i'll vote up spend when bird was already planning on doing that Mm -hmm. like bird definitely had me convinced that round that like they were voting out spenjamin because it was what i wanted to do and oh i didn't do what you wanted to do last round and I've made you vote out SMM who you didn't want to vote out. Here, I'll throw you a bone by voting out someone you do. Right. Like, Bird sort of painted this picture like, oh, I'm doing this because it'll benefit you. I'm doing this to, like, make you feel better. No, Bird was doing it because Bird wanted to. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, like, it's kind of scary how good <laughs> Bird was at, like, making us think, like, this is why they were doing it when that wasn't what they were doing at all. They Like, they were making those decisions regardless of whether... It was what we wanted instead, but they were sort of like twisting their perception and like sort of twisting the narrative and creating their own narrative that they were doing it for this reason when they were just really doing it because they wanted to. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's def- crazy. It's definitely something that like Bird like jokes around all the time that like I learned how to do from them and then Darcy learned how to do it. I was like, I was like, you created two little social masterminds by <laughs> pulling over on us so good. Like, it's kind of insane. Like, um, every time, like, Bird and I have talked about, like, the games that Darcy and I played afterwards, because, like, obviously Darcy went out and won an org after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so did almost you. won an org. Yeah, like, the one the one I did right after Alliance, like, that was overlapping, I almost won that one. And then I, when I went and played another one, I finally did. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of funny because I played that other one with Bird, and they were like, you know, you kind of played the Bird Nexus Park game, except, like, not as mean. <laughs> And it's kind of scary how good you were at it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I mean, I learned it from from the best. Because, like, I don't know. When you play an org, you sort of... And obviously, like, I'm trying to think of the way to put it. When you play an org, you... If you're good at them, which I don't know if I'm good at them. um, But if you want to be good at them. Survivor is a game about, like, adapting and evolving and taking in the things that you see and learning how to do those. So, like, there are definitely things that I took from watching certain people play during the season that I was like, okay, I was like, maybe I wouldn't do it to that extent. Maybe I would try and be a little bit nicer about it. Um, but I want to be able to do that. Like, Bird's ability to craft any narrative they wanted and make everyone in the game think that they were doing it for this reason or that reason when it really had nothing to do with that is insanely impressive. And it is something that, like, I know they feel a little guilty about it. 
Um, obviously, I don't think you've recorded podcasty things with them yet, but um, no, I do know that like their Nexus Park game is something that they feel very badly about. Um, like Bird and I have had a lot of like conversations about how like they wish things would have gone differently, and I don't know. I just hope if they take anything from like that season, not necessarily taking the bad, because yes, there was bad, there was a lot of bad, but I think. This was Birds, basically their first org. Like, yeah, they did the Amazing Race thingy um, and did well at that, but, like, that's different. Um, mm-hmm. Them learning how to be this much of a strategic social mastermind in their first org when they were not necessarily playing with people who had never played orgs before. Like, that's impressive. Like, they pulled a fast one over on every single person on this cast. <laughs> and, yes, maybe they could have done it a little bit differently, and that's something we can get into later. <laughs> but I hope if they take anything away from the season, they take away that like that was a like it was a dominant performance. And a lot of the things that they did do are things that I think a lot of people who played with them probably wanted to learn how to do. Like they wanted to learn how to be that good socially, that good strategically, think like six steps ahead of, of everyone else. Right. So I just hope they take that away from it a little bit more than like the negative stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, voting out spent, bad idea. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> like, in, in retrospect, literally the worst idea. Not, like, the worst idea at all season, but... Yeah. yeah, you put on your parchment, I'm sorry, but I need to do this before you take me out first. Yeah, because I think, um... <laughs> it's so funny, because I don't even, like, talking to Spen, like, in Ponderosa, I don't think Spen was actually targeting me, but I was so convinced that, like, he was gonna take me out for not trusting me, and that we like did not have a good relationship that I think it sort of <laughs> turned into that. Like, I think, I think it definitely made it worse. Like, I don't know. Yep. Big mistakes. Mistakes were made, Brian. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so we're down to nine people, single oh, digits. We've, this is my first time making single digits. Did you know that? Uh, I think that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not counting challenge orgs, because those don't really count. <laughs> those are just a whole different scenario. You made the top half of the cast. 18 know, people. Let me go. Wow. Um, and so, we get to everyone's favorite challenge for reward. Touchy subjects. Take me off a bridge. I can hate this challenge. <laughs> it's the best challenge. Okay, it's so funny because, like, I had only done touchy subjects once before, and I had so much fun with it. Like, I didn't even care. Like, I got the bad stuff. Like, I got the who's going to stab you in the back and, like, not feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I got that, and I didn't care. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Um, but I think it's just touchy subjects is one of those challenges that, like, when you do them in different orgs and different situations and different, like, climates or whatever, it affects you differently. And I think given everything that was going on in Nexus Park, I think that's sort of why it was not the fun time. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and and it's I think it's really tough to... Uh, especially, at least from the outside, from a, from a hosting perspective, to, to really know how much this type of a challenge is going to impact the cast overall. Um, we didn't see this coming. <laughs> I know in our in our third season, we did a touchy subjects challenge. And the person it impacted the most got 
they they weren't getting the like you're evil you're the bad player person they were getting the they got a lot of the the majority of the questions that were like uh like the the like two questions that get added into the list that like actually don't actually mean anything um like the who would you trust most to watch your kids and pets? Yeah, like obviously, you know, that's a nice thing to get. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to mean much. I think in the example, it was like, who would be the, uh, you know, who would be the first person you'd expect to see eating at like Burger King equivalent in Alliance, right? Like it yeah. was that person. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, I even wrote the question. Like, this is not important. <laughs> this is just a cool like. It references part of the game that we've already been involved in. And then they were the person and it was like, no. What is they were like, what does that mean? Why did everybody pick me? Are they trying to say something? Is there something <laughs> subliminal going on here? I don't understand. Explain yourself. And like it was a rapid deterioration. Um, the likes of which I, I was not prepared for. And so yeah, you never can tell just, you know, whether getting all of, you know, whether the person who everyone knows or everyone thinks is like the villain getting those responses is going to be like, well, yeah, I knew that. Or wait, what? I'm the hero. And then they're like, no, 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 you're the bad guy in this. And like, it's 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 weird. It's a weird, fascinating, weird challenge. Absolutely. Um. Are you ready to go through every single question and see what people said about you? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the format for this one is pretty standard. Um, you could answer it. The first time you answered it, you put you were supposed to put what you actually thought, and you could not put yourself down as an answer. The second time you answered it, you were supposed to put who you thought would get the most responses for each question, and you got a point for every time that name came up as a response. Yeah. Um, most points wins. So, uh, question number one: Who is the most likable person here? Maddie put you down for this one. Oh, I love Maddie. <laughs> Maddie's great. Um, who would you like to get stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel with? Maddie also put you down for this one. Iconic behavior. We love. Um, question number I four: I don't think anyone should trust me to watch their pets because, <laughs> like, I was a nanny. Um, the first day of the nanny, the kid rolled over the couch and like screamed for three hours. Couldn't tell you why, because it was just, like the first two minutes of walking into the apartment. Um, oh no! And as a babysitter, a kid did a backflip on the couch and kicked a hole in the wall. So like, don't trust me. Watch your kids or your pets. Okay. Bad plan. Well, nobody put you down Take for notes. that one, <laughs> so good. they figured it That's out. Uh, Who is the most underestimated? Steph put you down for this one. Good. How do you feel about that? Um. Steph is someone who I definitely wish I would have connected with more. Um, so, I mean, it's, like, nice. Like, it's a nice compliment, I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, like, I think I could just say, safely, I was in my head a lot this round. And sort of, like, the ones before it. And I feel like I didn't... I don't know. When you think about it, like, if I were to play this season again, mm -hmm. right now, with, like, the experience I do have, I think... I definitely would not have been insecure. Like, I think, obviously, different orgs diff impact you differently. But I feel like one of the things that sort of, I think, made it so easy for certain things to happen was that I didn't have a lot of org experience and that I didn't have any experience of, like, feeling safe. 
in an org and I didn't have any experience of like feeling like okay this is how you play an org this is what you do like this is how you get ahead and I feel like had I had a little bit more experience I think I would have been able to sort of take like the low points of Nexus Park and sort of adapt from them and like learn from them and fight back Mm -hmm. yes so the potential was there but like I don't think I knew it was there and I think if I if you don't know it and you don't believe in yourself you're not going to be able to push through it and I think that's sort of what happened with me. That makes so I think sense. me being underestimated is probably <laughs> not a terrible thing because, like, I did have the potential to do it. I just didn't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, who thinks they are safe but is not? Uh, Chaco Beans, Court, and Waxler all put you down for this one. Sure. Yeah. Those don't really surprise me because, like, A, I did not think I was safe. I don't know why anyone thought that. <laughs> I did not think I was safe for a single second in this game. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really surprise me because like Waxler and I didn't really have that good of a relationship. Um, and I think Waxler and Chaco and even to an extent Bramble, those are the people you had to sort of like get on your side and get to somebody like you. You had to have at least two of them. I didn't have any of them. So I think in that situation, I doesn't surprise me they didn't think I was safe. Mm-hmm. But it also did not surprise me that I was not safe because I did not have, like, I hadn't sort of found, like, those connecting pieces to build those relationships. And without those relationships, I was just relying on Bird. Right. Who is in control of this game? Why did everyone not put Bird? Oh, because Bird can't put themselves. (laughs) Yeah, Bird, everybody did except for Bird, who couldn't put Bird and therefore put you. Why? I don't know. you didn't show it well bird love you but i'm not in control of anything uh who do you trust the most maddie put you down for this one you also put maddie down as your answer for that one too this is true because i did trust maddie more than i trusted bird who do you trust the least Uh, well i know two people put me yes uh bramble and court both put you you put down Darcy. I did. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that was, but like, I don't know. I feel like it was sort of the situation with Darcy where it was like, I trust Darcy because my alliance trusts Darcy, but I also don't know where Darcy stands. Mm-hmm. And like, at the end of the day, I think both Darcy and I knew at some point one of us was going to go. Yes. Like, A, Bird can't take both of us. B, at some point Bird's going to get tired of having two number ones. Maybe. So it's like if that's your like quote unquote biggest competition, of course you're not going to trust them. Right? She didn't put me, but you know, wait, who did Darcy put? Uh, Darcy put Court, which is funny because that's so funny. (laughs) They eventually are working together as soon as you get voted out. Um. (laughs) Uh, who was the best liar? terrible liar i don't know why somebody said that (laughs) bird bramble and waxler all said you were the best liar interesting because i don't think i'd really lied to bird at that point i probably lied to waxler i don't really know professional liar apparently (laughs) i like wasn't even that good of a liar though that's the funny thing (laughs) but what's also funny is you look at it um for so three people put me Mm-hmm. And the only person who got points, which I don't even know if Bird got points for saying me or Bird got points for saying them, 
Yes, Bird got points for them. Bird put themselves down for every answer in the second round. What a chicken. <laughs> I thought uh, were a bird, not a chicken. Uh, bird and Maddie both said you would be the most popular guest, or both said Bird would be the most popular guest. Uh, Choco Beans and Court said you would be the most popular guest. Who did I put? Uh, your actual answer was Bird, and your most popular guest you put down was Waxler. Oh, yeah, that's because I really never knew if Waxler was being honest or not. <laughs> that's fair. So I was like, I was like, I was like, I can't read Waxler. So I was like, I guess Waxler either like is just confusing or is a really good liar. <laughs> uh, who can't keep a secret? Court and Darcy said you can't keep a secret. That's funny. Do you feel like you can keep secrets? I mean, I can if I want to. <laughs> How often like, do you, you think, want to? Like if. I mean, this is also something that I definitely have, like, adapted since playing Alliance. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking... I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody because we were doing... Oh, we were talking about, um, like, we did, like, a podcasty thing for a donut for, like, cast assessment. And we were talking about um, two players who I had played with, Evan and Lido, who both were my number ones. And I played very, like, fairly similar with me with both of them. Where I would get information, and instead of just, like, keeping it to myself, I would just tell them everything. And that worked out really, really well for me and Evan, because it sort of allowed me to sort of form all the social connections and get all of the information that we needed. Like, if someone was going to come after Evan, who was the biggest threat in the game, because he could win immunity challenges and I couldn't. Um, and, like, so it sort of allowed us to sort of be in control of everything and get to the end. Whereas when I did it with Lido, Lido just went and told everyone else. Like, Little did not get the memo. Bestie, I'm only telling you, like, you're going to blow up our game if you say things. So, like, I would tell Little things, and then we got to, like, merge, and I'm like, okay, Little did not keep any of, like, these, like, deep, dark secrets I told him. Like, I told him every single thing I got told. Like, oh, this person said that they were a dealer for the, um, like, immunity idol. Cool. They have an immunity idol. They have an advantage. They have this. They have that. They voted this. They're aligned with this. This is this person's number one. Like I told little all of it, and because that's like sort of that's sort of the playstyle I've really adapted since playing Alliance. Because yeah, you're always gonna have someone who you are going to trust more than anything. Like you're gonna have a number one, and I feel like the best way that I've learned how to play is you find a number one who you can tell everything to. Like, you can have that person who you just are completely transparent with that person. And that way, it sort of gives you two minds ahead of one. Mm -hmm. Because, like, yeah, for example, Bird. Like, I saw Bird one way in Alliance until I got voted out. Probably, actually, until this challenge. I saw Bird in one particular way, and I wasn't getting any different perspective. Like, I'm only going to get my perspective. If I had had somebody like Evan or Lido in this season... That I could have just told everything. I could have told them this happened, this happened, this happened. How do you see it? And it sort of, I feel like, would have given me the perspective to sort of outwit Bird a little bit. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I can't keep a secret. Like, because there is always in every org I play, whether it's Will, whether it's Steven, whether it's Little, Evan, there is someone who I'm going to tell every secret that I get told to. Yeah. Um, Just because that's, like, the best way I know how to play Survivor. It's the way that has worked out the best for me. Because... I want to get a second perspective. I want what happened in Alliance to never happen to me again. <laughs> um, and I want to, like, sort of be able to look at the big picture of things 
and have like someone who I can tell them, okay, this happened and they can sort of be like, okay, but are you considering this? Are you considering that this person may not have your back? Like, yeah, this person is saying, oh, let's vote out Spenjamin because it's going to be the best move for both of us. But is that really the best move for you? Like, what does the next tribal look like? And it sort of has allowed me to adapt to my play style a lot. And it's probably why I have done a lot better <laughs> since Alliance. Um, <laughs> so yes, in some regards, I cannot keep a secret. But if you ask me to how many other secrets I spilled, even in like the last org I played, I did not tell anybody anything. Like, it is actually a legitimate complaint I have gotten the last like four orgs I've played is, okay, you did, like, I would come tell you all of my secrets and you would just say, okay. <laughs> like, I would give you everything and you would just not. And it made me like so like frustrated with you because I knew I needed to keep you around because you had more information than anyone else. But like, you weren't sharing it with me. And I was like, well, I was sharing it with Evan. <laughs> this is not you. Um, so I think, I don't know. I think I can keep a secret now. Um, I don't think I was really not keeping secrets on Alliance, but I don't remember. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, who's the most chaotic? It's you. What's so funny is I wasn't even chaotic yet. Like my chaos happened after this. Like y'all created a self so, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. prophecy. Right I'm like, cause I really had not been that chaotic. Like the most chaotic thing I had done all game was the Taylor vote, and that wasn't even like born of chaos. Like Taylor was born of chaos. Taylor full fledged born of chaos. Me, I just wanted to vote with Taylor. It's like that's what I thought was so funny. Is like even for this one, who's the most chaotic? Me? Was I was I chaotic yet? No. And I, I had not shown them chaos and then certainly after this I was like you want a chaos, you got it. Who do you think put you down for this one? Bird. Who else? Uh, Darcy. Nope. No? Mm-mm. Um, I feel like Waxler did, because I feel like Waxler put me for a lot of bad things. Yep, that's the second person. Um, uh, Court. Yep, that's number three. Um, There's one more. Maybe, Ch maybe Chaco? Nope. Bramble? I, nope. I'm kind of surprised by who it is, to be honest. Maddie? Yeah. <laughs> Maddie thought you were chaotic. That's actually funny. <laughs> That's actually really funny. So it's not like I don't think I was chaotic yet. Like, maybe he just knew. Yeah, maybe. You just tell. Chaos he's, waiting. He's like, I'll I'll add my name to this list too, and that'll push her over the edge. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Apparently. That's actually really funny. Uh, who mistakenly thinks they are in control of this game? Court and Waxler both said you. I didn't think I was in control of it, but that's a funny thing. <laughs> um, um, I don't remember who I put. Uh, I think you, I put Waxler. Yes, you put Waxler. You and Darcy both put Waxler. Who did I put for my public answer? Uh, also Waxler. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, who's most likely to stab you in the back? Um, Darcy put me. No. Darcy put no. court. <laughs> Still crazy. Um. Dar Darcy put court? Yeah. Wait, who put me then? Court? Bird. Why was I going to stab them in the back? I don't know. Uh, Bur Bird and Waxler put you for this one. Um, I would just like to say for the record, I would not have been stabbing Waxler in the back. I just would have stabbed him. <laughs> yeah. I guess like, though it's not, really, it's not really stabbing in the back if like you're not close to someone that's like the funny thing is like when you look at this situation and you look at these questions like 
okay, who is most likely to stab you in the back? You think, okay, is this person really betraying me? Mm-hmm. No. Like, I don't think if I had tried to vote out Waxer here, that would have been a betrayal because <laughs> Waxer and I weren't close. No, I wouldn't have considered it that either. It's just what I'm like, okay, I voted out. Like, what I did to Sven, 100% stabby stabby. Like, yes. Because I don't think Sven saw it coming. No. But I don't think... I think only the the only people I could have tried to target here um, that it would have been considered a blindside would be Bird, um, Darcy to an extent, and then Maddie. Yes. I think those are the only people who, like, if I had gone for them... Like, obviously people are going to feel what they want. Um, but I think those are the only people who I would think could be able to call it a blindside or like mm-hmm. a betrayal because those are the only people that I like had any like legitimate relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who would you most like to blindside? You put Darcy. <laughs> uh, court put you. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's sad. I was, I was like, oh, there's dramatic effect right now. There's a dramatic pause. Who else put me? No. Um, Who put Maddie? Waxler, Bird, and Bramble put Maddie. Why did... Poor Maddie. What did Maddie do? I don't know. Maddie just existed. I mean, Maddie put Bird. So that's fair. There was, there's... I like Bird deserved it. Yeah. Um... Darcy put Court here for this one, of course. Court and Darcy, best of friends. Best of friends until... That's actually so funny. <laughs> um, and finally, who is the most dangerous to sit with at final tribal council? We had six people say Bird. And uh, Bird, put? Bird put you. What the so confused i think bird just put me for everything they couldn't put themselves for so <laughs> maybe i don't know um so okay so now those are all your answers <laughs> um you you end up getting points for every you missed points on uh the kids pet or the underestimated question you put steph there were no steph answers and then for the blindside and FTC questions, you put Waxler for both of those. There were no Waxler answers. And you finish with a score of 33 points out of, I believe, a maximum of like 51, question mark, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's not bad. That's a little more than 60% Um in a game where people could just as easily lie about their answers as tell the truth, <laughs> as we see, um, it's you know not so bad. You could have put Bird down as the answer for everything and gotten twenty nine points. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's the fir- my first question is: as someone who's played this now, uh, played more org since then, and presumably played a bunch of touchy subjects variants since then. Uh, how much do you actually want to do well at these challenges personally? Um, so personally, something that one of my friends, Wib, has taught me about touchy subjects, you throw that shit. <laughs> you do not want to win touchy subjects um, because touchy subjects is all about knowing what the social landscape of a game looks like. And that's a dangerous thing um, because if someone knows what the social game looks like and what the landscape looks like, they know 
they basically know what path they need to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a very dangerous thing because it shows that they are aware. It shows that like you can't win touchy subjects if you don't have connections with people. Um, if you aren't talking to people and you don't know sort of like, because you're not only assessing your own answers, you're assessing what you think the rest of the tribe is going to think. Yes. Um, so I think for me, I never want to win a touchy subject ever again. <laughs> um, because I think it shows a little too much awareness and it makes you, it sort of just like elevates your thought level. And I'm someone who, in every org I've played since then, I want to have a lower threat level. I like, obviously I want to be good, but I don't want people to think I'm good. Right. Like, I want people to think, not necessarily I'm a little goat, because that's, like, annoying. But, like, I want people to think, okay, this person is so much more of a threat than me. Um, So in every touchy subjects I have done since then, I've thrown. Like, and I have almost won, like, three of them, and I'm very confused. I'm like, how? (laughs) I'm like, so I'm trying to throw here. Does it it matter? I think it hurts a little bit that, like, in RPO, um, they have, like, this social element. So that's kind of what screws me up is like people don't want to like knock me out socially and i'm like can you just knock me out like i don't want to win this like i think when i played with meg i got third in touchy subjects like meg and cutie beat me when i did it in the season i won i got second um i got second in the season i got fourth in and it's like touchy subjects like you can sit here and say oh none of these answers matter but there are some answers that do matter mm-hmm. like when you look at um i think obviously in this season the who is the most dangerous to sit with doesn't really matter because everybody knew um but like the questions that are like who do you like the most who is running this game who thinks they're running this game um who needs this immunity who is going to win this game like that sort of stuff those questions do matter because yeah people could theoretically be throwing and just throwing out random names but like the bird got six responses for who's the most dangerous bird ended up winning the season yeah, people didn't listen. Like, people did not listen. Um, so it's just like, you can say that's not an accurate representation of how people feel and how people view the game. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's going to people be people like Bird who just put their name down for everything because they don't want to win touchy subjects. But, and like, there's going to be people who see like the mean questions like, oh, who's going home? Or who do you like the least? Whatever. Those questions like, who are just going to put themselves just because of like, oh, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Like, I think when I played with Cutie, there was a question that was like, who deserves to be here the least? And we both put ourselves. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, you got, both got like fourth the last time you played. Like, clearly you deserve to be here. Um, right. So it's just like, those questions do matter. And I think touchy subjects is a very dangerous challenge because it does sort of paint a picture of who potentially could walk away with a win here. And who has the keys and the social awareness to walk away with a win Mm -hmm. does so our our this version we did was for reward um does it make a difference if it's for reward or immunity um i think for me either way it's still a good idea to not try and win it um because it does put a target on your back and if you're gonna have a target on your back have it on your back for immunity don't have it on your back for reward yes (laughs) um which like Obviously, this sort of did have a little bit of an immunity element to it, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, So then the next question is, uh, I think if you're playing in a season with more people who know what they're doing than don't, you are going to end up with more people 
intentionally trying to not win this type of a challenge than who are. So when you get to that level of, of strategizing, how much stock can you really put in the results of these challenges? Um, Obviously, like the answers, separate from the answers, just like the, you know, who finished first, second, third, that sort of thing. I think you just have to go through each question by question, because when you go through questions by question by question, like obviously you didn't say who we put for our public responses. Right. Um, There are other orgs when they're like, oh, um, Steph and Waxer got points for saying Chaco. Jordan put Bird. Bird put this person. Like there are orgs that go through it point by point. And in that situation, like I think RPO does that where RPO will say who they put, Mm -hmm. even when it's wrong. Um, (laughs) And I think in those situations, you have to go and evaluate it because it's very obvious to tell who's throwing when you see all the answers. Because like if it's a question for who's going to win the season and you put me, (laughs) girl, what? (laughs) In what situation like you're throwing? Like there's literally zero way to say no. I'm not throwing when I put the person who's probably going home as the who's going to win the season. Like, that's unrealistic. Um, so I think you just sort of have to go question by question and say, okay, who's throwing? Why are they throwing? Because if you can tell if somebody's throwing, like, Bird's throwing here, like, Bird could have done whatever. Like, Bird could have gone out and won this challenge, and I don't think it would have impacted anything because I think we are also, like, blinded by Bird. Yeah. But I think Bird could have had like a sign on their head that said, hi, I'm going to win the season and I'm going to blindside all of you. <laughs> and the season would have proceeded exactly the same way. <clears throat> um, anyways. Um, but yeah, so I think it this this format is a little bit different because you can't really tell who 100% is throwing unless you look at the scores. Like you look at the scores and you see Bird, the social awareness person of the season, getting last place. Okay, they're throwing. Yeah. Waxler getting second low-key surprised me because I didn't think Waxler had that great of social awareness, but maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am underestimating Waxler. Maybe. Maybe Waxler should have gotten most underestimated. Justice Uh, for Waxler. Waxler, yeah. uh, Darcy wins by one point, and uh, Darcy was the only person to get points for every single question. Everyone else whiffed on at least one. (laughs) Um... Waxler whiffed on who the best liar was. <laughs> he said Maddie. Nobody said Maddie. Um, Maddie's a terrible liar. Bramble also put Maddie for the same question and whiffed. Uh, so again, Maddie not a good liar. I don't even know. Did Maddie lie all season? I'm sure he did. But if you're on Mirth, how would you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. You, so you alluded this already um, in Academy. Uh, Hirsch said something in one in his confessional about um, a reward challenge that we did where his question was like I wonder if that reward is immunity <laughs> which is great and hilarious for all the reasons that it should be um, but no actually that's kind of what the reward was <laughs> in this yeah. one instance um, although it wasn't necessarily going to be for the person who won technically it um, just was for one of the three more often than not yes uh so darcy wins gets to go on a hot air balloon ride for a couple of hours a few hours and we're like hey uh who do you want to go with you and darcy uh snap picks bramble cap instantly and i'm like great 
uh, pick somebody else. <laughs> uh, Darcy in her confessional was like, I fucking hate this. And uh, then proceeds to pick Bird. So Bird, Darcy, Bramblecat, going to go on a hot air balloon ride for three hours and uh, just have some fun. They can't DM during this time. They can't explore subchannels during this time. Yada, yada, yada. I'm assuming you didn't expect yourself to be picked by Darcy for oh, this. No. But how did you react to who was picked and what that maybe might have told you? Um, so I think her picking bird, not surprising. Her picking Bramble, though, a little surprising. Um, I think it was a good strategic decision to pick Bramble. Um, because obviously, in that situation, it was very obvious to everyone from Euphoria that Euphoria, OG Euphoria, was falling apart a little bit. <laughs> there was no more OG Euphoria. Um, and I think the best way to proceed when you're like, okay, I this alliance that I had coming into the merge is sort of dead. Her connection with SMM, dead because SMM's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, her connection with Spen, gone. How does Darcy proceed from there? I think, realistically, I don't know that she should have picked Bird. Um, yeah. Because I think, when you look at this game, Bird, obviously the biggest threat. The second biggest threat, probably Darcy. <clears throat> and a big part of why Darcy's threat level was so high is because Darcy did have a very, very strong connection to Bird. Um. And I think if Darcy had been sort of thinking about it big picture and thinking about, okay, not necessarily how am I going to continue in this game with Bird? How am I going to outlast Bird? Like, Mm -hmm. how am I going to form connections that are going to be better than Bird's connections? That if it gets to the point when... I don't think Darcy was thinking, okay, to get to the end, I have to take out Bird. Like, realistically, I don't think she was thinking that. And I think she should have been. I think it's what we all should have been thinking. Like, okay, (laughs) we like Bird. We love Bird. Bird is going to win this season if we keep them. Like, if we do not make a move against Bird, Bird is going to win. And that's just how it's going to go. And I think we should have been thinking about that. And I think if Bird, or if Darcy was thinking about that, and Darcy was thinking big picture opposed from, oh, I'm just going to take Bird, she would have picked someone else. Like, I think this would have been a good opportunity for her to form sort of a deeper connection with OG Mirth. Because I think Bramble, obviously, a good person to take. Mm-hmm. Because Bramble, I think, probably was like the most like open person on OG on OG Mirth, really. But I think picking Bird just solidifies for everyone else who's there that Bird and Darcy are an unbreakable duo. Yeah. But I also think if she had not picked Bird, I think Bird would have been upset. And <laughs> Pro- I think we could have seen a different vote that round. Probably, <laughs> um, yes. That's possible. Because I think... I just think that... It's sort of a double-edged sword. You don't pick Bird. Bird gets upset. Bird decides time to blindside Darcy. You do pick Bird. You're just showing everyone in the game, okay, Bird and Darcy are always going to pick each other over us. Mm-hmm. One of them needs to go. And I think had Darcy not been immune this round, I don't necessarily know that it would have been zero of us going Darcy's way. Right. Like, I can't say that, obviously, for sure, because like she was immune this round. But I think it definitely would have been more of an opportunity for people because I think as much as like, I don't know, I think in some regards, I think the decision that got made this round was low key stupid for some people (laughs) because I was not threatening at all. (laughs) Like 
And I think it's like if you want to sort of take a shot at the most dangerous person on the cast, you take a shot at them. You don't take a shot at their number two. Because that's not really That's not how you win orgs. And that is why one person won an org. Everyone else did not. Yeah. That whole day was just bad, though. Uh, mm. Having more flashbacks. Oh, no. It's okay. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game Podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting alliancesons.com. Our 12th season, Hidden City, is now casting and will take place from May 5th to June 10th. Apply now and enjoy a myriad of off-season things in the meantime. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever.